Hey everybody, thanks for checking out our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign. You can check out previous episodes on YouTube as well as your podcast platform of choice, and we stream new episodes each Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. While you're there, give us a follow and a subscription. We also do paint nights, RPG one-shots, some board games, and a bunch of other things, so be sure to check us out on twitch.tv slash tablehops. Natal Burden is a joyful and friendly furbolg druid that hails from the city of Hartsville, where she grew up under the watchful eye of her cousin and ruler of the land, Tavis. She was fresh off an exhilarating but unfortunately heartbreaking adventure in Waterdeep, when Tavis summoned her and her best friend Valtrea to Icewind Dale. Together with old and soon-to-be-new friends, she hopes to uncover the secrets surrounding the suspicious death and a seemingly never-ending winter plaguing the Ten Towns. Valtrea Margister is a young Azamar sorceress of noble birth. After the tragedy that befell her companions in the sewers of Waterdeep, she and Natel were summoned to Icewind Dale. So with the voice of her angelic guide Serafina, reminding her that her journey with Natel was not yet over, and that their paths were still intertwined, she shouldered her bag, packed with her warmest furs, and the carefully wrapped chicken and waffle sandwich from Krizik, turned her back on Waterdeep, and headed north. Losing your idols is hard. Losing your friends is harder. 16-year-old Anarissa Varskana lost both. Leaving the warmth of Waterdeep and her anonymity behind, she followed two of her surviving friends north to help the people of Icewind Dale. With her roguish talents, burgeoning magic, and occasional calligraphy, Ani will do everything she can to make sure they all come home safely this time. This is Button of the Frozen Cliff. Button is a large tabaxi and member of the Ragged Nomad's Elk tribe. Having been cast out by his chieftain, Button now spends his days in ten towns, taking odd jobs and gathering what information he can about a woman named Deidre. A woman he once rescued, but who is likely responsible for the death of his hunting party. Is Deidre truly the monster the tribe believes her to be? And if so, why was Button left alive? Myrnix is a directionally challenged red dragonborn. What began as a lovely trip to the south to visit family quickly turned into a journey through the cold and desolate world that is Icewind Dale, which isn't quite their cup of tea. Myrnix passes the time offering their services as a barbarian to those in need around Ten Towns, often competing for jobs with their rival Button. Their newest job, given by a fur bulg named Tavis, seems to be becoming quite the adventure. Kira is a brewer from the town of Bremen, westernmost of the locales in Ten Towns. A recent series of Oneiric visitations resulted in Tira being gifted with power by a figure called the Raven Queen to bring down her judgment on those who would attempt to disrupt the balance between the living and the dead. Accompanied by her two ravens, Leif and Sigrun, Tira has taken up as an adventurer, hoping to earn a bit of coin to supplement her dwindling income, which is now imperiled by the onset of the Frostmaiden's eternal night. They say a lone Furbolg is a dead Furbolg, but Toro of Exile begs to disagree. A rogue with mysterious powers who's been on his own for decades now, he's worked hard to master his criminal skills. 
and harden his heart. But now, with dark and powerful forces at work in Icewind Dale, he's got to swallow back his pride and work with the team Tavis has put together. Strictly for the greater good, of course. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Table Hops. We are continuing our Rime of the Frost Maiden campaign. Uh, we are very excited. Malkara, thank you for always adding your introduction to our show. You introduce this show much yes. better than I do. Uh, but as a recap, last oh, time nice. <laughs> the heroes found an artifact known as the Summerstone in the Black Cabin. They learned from Copper, a gnome in Bryn Shander, that it has power to control the weather. Copper agreed to finish a stabilizing ring on the artifact while the group heads to Kierkonig to reunite with Tavos. So I have a few questions for you guys as we get started, and I'm going to start with Tira. So Tira, in our last adventure, I believe you're the one who took the, uh, the, the um, strange crystal, is that correct? That's correct, yes. Where was this crystal as you slept in the inn in Bryn Shander? At the bottom of my bag, underneath my bedroll, and uh, like secured firmly at the bottom, so that you know there's no chance of anybody just randomly reaching in there and getting it. Great. Can you please make a wisdom saving throw? Okay. <laughs> and let me. Just when we think we know how the sucker works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You're tossing and turning during the night, realizing that this uh, stone has some sort of hold over whoever bears it, and you realize, like, you know, no, I can't, I can't look at it. I have to leave it in here, and you can't sleep because every time you close your eyes, all you can do is imagine it in your mind, and all you want to do is just take a quick little peek at it. It's this overwhelming urge. Maybe someone took it. You just want to make sure it's still in your bag. Okay. All right. So, uh, describe what you do when you, like, what does it look like to you? you... Um, yeah, I'm imagining when I look in there, it's, it's this glowing, it's this glowing crystal and there's like these, it almost looks like spirits, maybe swirling through it. Like there's smoke or spirits of some sort. And it's just, it's really pretty. And I imagine probably just sitting there, just looking at it in the bottom of the bag and just admiring it. And like, you know, all of a sudden I hear like one of the ravens, like trying to call to me to bring me back. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you're looking at it, there, there are some strange like spectral type images inside it, but they're moving actually quite quickly. Like almost like lightning, like shooting through it. And it illuminates the bag and shines on your face as you look at it. But everyone else who has seen this, unless they were privately with it, it never glows for them. But it's glowing for you now, so you've never actually seen it perform in this manner. Um, so what you're going to do now is you're going to make another wisdom save to see if it has any influence over you. I'm going to lower the DC a bit because of your ravens. Okay. Okay. So uh, as uh, uh, Leif or Sigrun cause out your uh, eyes are taken away towards the sound of their cawing and you quickly stuff it back into your bag and take a deep breath and are able to sleep through the rest of the night okay but you do know that it will call to you continuously while you are in possession of it 
Okay. All right. So uh, with that taken care of, the next thing I have is uh, Mirnix. In our last adventure, you stayed behind with Keegan and Garrett Velrin. Those are the, that's the couple where you saved the husband from the Yetis. Right. Um, uh, what is it like staying with with the couple? I know they're they're very you know affectionate, but like they're very affectionate. But they make really good food, and they always make sure I'm warm. Like always, like there's always a fire going. It's friggin' great. Like it's a lot more fun. <laughs> Than walking around fighting things, and I'm already thinking about retiring. <laughs> yeah, had enough. <laughs> Level five is fine. <laughs> like, so um, while you're uh, talking with them, you learn a couple of things. First of all, um, they mention in their conversations that this person named Trovis, not to be confused with Tavis, it's just the way it goes, but Trovis has become speaker of Kier Koenig. Now, you know Trovis because he is a dragonborn, and there's very few of you, especially this far north, that aren't of just the white um, white dragon uh, like background lineage. Uh, mm-hmm. he, you're red, of course, and he's silver. Now, okay. the problem with this is, although he's a very boisterous and uh, charismatic individual, he also drinks a little too much. And you kind of think that maybe he might have bitten off more than he can chew. So this sort of, like, raises a red flag for you. It's okay. not your responsibility, but you know the guy, and you're like, mm, probably not the best. Probably not the best. <laughs> right, he's a speaker of where now? Uh, Kier Koenig, the, uh, the, gotcha. the the place where you're supposed to be meeting Tavis. Yeah. Coincidentally. Gotcha. So we're going to meet Trovis and Tavis. Yes, it won't be confusing <laughs> at all. And one of them will be very drunk. And then Shanilar appears. No, it's kidding. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is, for some reason, you just feel very, um, what's the word? Enamored with one of the prizes that you earned from uh, the couple. And that was the... Is it the big love? Uh, the big love Scrimshaw um, walrus. Yes. Uh, for some reason, it's just, it. it's just great. You just have become very attached to it. It's, oh, it's in my like my front pocket now. Okay, cool. Good to know. I got all time. Did, did they make my, my tiny Marv? Yes. In fact, they have finished it. They've placed it in the box. They handed it to Mirnix. Uh, Mirnix, you don't really know what's up with a kobold with a mustache in a box, but you're like, I guess it's important to Valtrea for some reason. <laughs> so you have that to deliver. And you're trusting me to bring it back. Well, you have the orb. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Marv, uh, amazing Zach added one party inspiration, so I will add that. Very good. Aww. Yay! So Marv inspiration right there. Um, <laughs> the other thing that has sort of um, worried you is that you've heard talk of these strange bright lights that are seen on the horizon not the northern lights that are in the sky but like almost like spotlight type eminence is coming from the tundra around you and they seem to be congregating towards Bryn Shander and they remind you like that. of those uh, cold light walkers that you may have um, you did encounter them at the black cabin the dude who's just like beams of energy it's uh, a good thing that all of the people that are here tonight can actually kill I, I know <laughs> Oof. Wow. 
Wow. I didn't Damn. say that. So so if you feel like giving the DM an inspiration, then <laughs> we can retroactively. Zach, I'm so uh, sorry for this. Wow. <laughs> so um I like things on the delay because it's just like, wait, wait, Wow. I now have I now have an inspiration as well. Thank you, Amazing. Oh, come on, Zach. Zach. Oh, oh, Malkara also gave me one. Oh, you guys are in for a world of hurt today. What's going on, guys? So, so as (laughs) this sense of dread comes over you, Mirnix, as you realize that your friends, your newfound friends, may be in danger, and also if the Colite Walkers come to where you are, then the people that have taken you in, Keegan and Garrett, may be in danger as well. So, Oh, it it oh, start like yeah it starts as like a small worry and then this for some reason you're inspired to be a little more worried and I get one more inspiration that makes you really want to go to Bryn Shanter to make sure your friends are okay <laughs> so you you take the trek and start heading towards Bryn Shanter we'll get back to you in a minute okay so is this when I start messaging Melissa and go hey get on we need inspirations <laughs> to counteract <laughs> yes. that is exactly what you so um, where is Mark Margwin. And Arissa, um, you uh, having seen the note from Tavis that Natel was corresponding with him uh, through the paper birds, you realize that the strange paper that you found in the black cabin, um, the reason it wasn't burned or destroyed at all is because they're actually enchanted. Those are pa- they're, they're for making paper birds. So you have three of those now. Woo. Yeah. And then my last question is, Toro, how are you doing? The last adventure ended a little rough for you. Uh, it was an I, intervention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that Ordo is... He feels uh, ashamed that he let the artifact or whatever it is sort of take control of him like that. Uh, and... I think that he would be hiding it very well. Um, But I think he's also still very much intrigued by it, uh, especially uh, based on how uh, similar it feels to his powers. Mm -hmm. Um, As you open the door of your room the next morning to head down for breakfast, uh, Tira's door... Opens at the same time, and you kind of are awkwardly staring at each other from across the hallway. All right, Tira. Toro, how did you sleep? Um, better than the night before. You? You probably slept better than I did then, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I kept thinking about the crystal. <laughs> Did you... That was really weird. <laughs> I didn't know Ravens like could sneeze. I, I didn't either. I've never heard that before. Maybe they got into some pepper or something from the bag. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, uh... I just kept thinking about the crystal all night. And um, I finally managed to tune it out. But it was <sighs> a close run thing, I think. Something needs to be done. I but I don't know what. It's so, nice mm. in the night in the same room with Tira because I feel like I could bounce out and be like, we could throw it off the cliff. 
You could do that. There are many cliffs in Icewind Dale. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I would worry about with that, Narissa, is that something else could get its hands on it. And then we would really be probably in worse shape than we are now. We could try to shatter it. That's, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably our best idea. So as you collect your items and head downstairs to the um, the the, the inn's um, sitting area, you see Button's already down there, sort of glowering over his food, saying something about, oh, can't believe they stole a kill again, and just grumbling <laughs> to himself at the bar. And then that's when Mirnix opens the door to this place, holding this orb that is faintly glowing and saying, hey, I'm going to need directions to the... Oh, I found you. And then you're here now, so you can continue. <laughs> so everyone's downstairs at a table that's um, coincidentally just the right size for your party. <laughs> oh, oh, Viltraya, I have um, I have this thing for you. It's <gasps> like It's like a... a he, he's got a mustache. Oh, yay! And then I open it up, and I'm, like, super excited. I'm like, the tail look! Oh, tiny, tiny, tiny Marv. <laughs> he is so precious. <laughs> it's so cute. It's awesome. Oh. Thank you so much. And then I give you, like, a little hug. I thought he was you guys would never guess but... what his mustache is made out of. <laughs> Uh, that is when his... I cut in and just go, no, Marv's a friend back there. <laughs> What's his mustache made of? Uh, Marv, no, Mar- gonna... or, um, uh, uh, Buttons, like, want I need to I'm buy some more uh, food for Alvin. <laughs> but <laughs> unrelated. Yeah. And that's like as Anarissa is just getting, like, I guess, I don't know, another pitcher of water or whatever. Because it's the morning and we're probably not drinking first thing in the morning. She just kind uh, of... Mimosas. Yeah, she just kind of snorts as she as she walks away, like trying to stifle a laugh as okay. Button is talking about the uh, the owl bear. <laughs> so, so uh, re- something here. Regrouping, um, you've uh, you might not be drinking. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> you're sitting around deciding what you want to do, um, Mirnix. When you mentioned that those glowing lights are heading towards Bryn Shander, uh, Button growls and he's like if copper's gonna be working on that that um that ring i better stay back and make sure he's safe to complete his work plus if you're not here i might be able to kill one of them (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't me that time that was me that was inappropriate (laughs) i apologize but zach zach i think you should give the party another inspiration or or it could be that that chris will let you fight a cold light walker 1v1 before the rest of the party comes back oh now he's not because you just got another inspiration we're two to two yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so is there anything you guys want to discuss or figure out um before we move on i think the plan last time was to head to kira koenig if i'm not mistaken uh before we leave uh just like for flavor, Toro will uh, like wish Button luck and uh, tell him that we'll see him uh, when we return from Kirkonk. Oh yes, please hurry. I know he's going to want to help his friend out in the, in the black cabin when he's done. We'll, we'll return as quickly as we can. Right. I'll wait here for story's sake to make the DM's life easier. 
Uh, <laughs> As a... What an odd thing to say, but uh, I know, if you're just... sure. What is the DM? <laughs> As Anarissa Dwarven out... miners, you know, if they come back down. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, yes. Oh, As, As Anarissa goes past button and like through the door she just messages backwards really quickly and it's like don't worry we'll be back before uh you finish killing anything <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many inspiration can you be uh, <laughs> how quickly is zach gonna burn through all of his pint points <laughs> no. anyway I'm glad we're in a cold environment because that was a pretty terrible burn. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, 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 that's bad. That's I think bad. that should give us inspiration. That was. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if clever is the I word. I think we deserve inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Zach is getting upset with this. I like mess with him in Keep, every he did, single he did game. Three to two. Oh, guys, the inspiration is flowing tonight. So let's move on. So at this point, <laughs> Zach, no. <laughs> Zach, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to bring up the Icewind Dale map before we can get ourselves in any more trouble. Oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. I added the black <laughs> cabin to your map, so you should be able to see that now. But it's not chapter two anymore. I know. I took that out because I thought that was weird that it kept showing, and I don't want you to know what every chapter is that all these <laughs> quests That was just a bright from. red black cabin. Yeah, I know. It, so, well, if I, when I made it black, it was hard to see. Cause I, anyway, regardless, that's not yeah, important. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling from Bryn Shander down the east way towards Kier Dinvel uh, is going to be a decently long ride. It's going to take you about five hours via uh, mounts and horse, uh, or um, sorry, uh, axe beaks and, and uh, dog sleds. And big chunks. And chunks, exactly. <laughs> mega chunks. Mega, mega, ch mega chunk. Uh, and then oh, from... Oh, she coming? <laughs> From Kier Dinevel to Kier Koenig is only about a couple hours, so you could make the whole trek in one day, uh, one full days of day of travel. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. And you can short rest it up in Kier Dinevel, and that won't like uh, slow you down any. Okay. Cool. I think okay. that's a good plan. All right. <clears throat> Anything else before we leave? Does everyone have the proper amount of rations and any equipment they may need? Because we're hitting the road, and you know how the road goes. I think I would probably let the party know what the um, what the crystal is is doing. How I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing it sort of calling to me, and it's like that pinging sound. Okay. Mm. Just give an idea. We should. We probably need to like dispose of this thing very quickly. This is definitely not right. Well, what can we use to to break it? How do we know how hard this hammers? Uh... Well, I mean, do we? Would we want to try and destroy it with a spell, perhaps? So we're not close to it? Oh, I know. Um, I, I, I can catapult it into a wall. Um, yeah. I, um, is anybody, if you have, like, um, a spell, like a spectral hand, can it hold a hammer and hit it from a distance? Um, no, I can, I can use the crystal as my projectile and send it into a wall and it takes all of the bludgeoning damage. Oh, you can cast Yeet. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, no. This makes the, the vocal component. This oh, is Yeetus, Yeetus, Crystal, Deletus. It's, it's, it's just semantic. Otherwise, it would be Yeet. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hey, uh, Valtrea, describe... Um, how this spell is used and what you yeet this crystal into. 
I mean, is this what we're deciding to do? Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I I think that this is a powerful enough magical object that I don't think a regular hammer is going to destroy it. All right. Well, we're not using a hammer. She's using a spell. Well, no, that's a... what I'm saying. Like we we should oh, use okay. a magic spell instead of wasting time. I like, mean, it's um, it's hitting still... it with a hammer. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't do it in town. I would wait until we left, and then I would find, like, a nice large stone or a cliff face. Okay. So... But I wouldn't... I, it would be well outside of town. All right. So we'll get to that as we travel. So going down the east way, uh, you're heading through uh, the darkness towards uh, Kerdinavel and Kerakonig. Um, the first leg of the travel uh, goes pretty uneventful, but then you notice the snow is starting to pick up a bit more starting getting a little heavier. Uh, those of you who have lived in uh, Icewind Dale for a while realize this is the start of probably another blizzard, which seems to come through here randomly on a 1 in 20 chance of a blizzard happening. Um, so <laughs> as you uh, round the corner... Oh, go ahead. It can never it can never be snow flumps, can it? No, no, sorry. Not this time. Not uh, this campaign. <laughs> as you skip the... Uh, as you uh, go north at the crossroads, uh, the snow is really starting to pick up now, and it's starting to get uh, heavier and, and come down. Is this where you would like to yeet us the deletest crystal, or do you, are you still moving on? Is there a nice, solid cliff face here? Uh, I mean, yeah, you could probably uh, head over... Uh, the thing is, uh, where you're looking at right now, where that cliff is, that actually leads... That drops down. Right. So you could throw it off there, but then you're just throwing it off there. No, I would want like a good hard stone or a good solid like cliff face. Not something that's going to embed into you, but something it's going to like shatter against. I mean, I could you use... need a very large rock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I could hit like something smaller than the broadside of a barn. But <laughs> Well, there's a barn. No, so you... Uh, <laughs> As you're heading north, um, uh, there's a few sparse trees around, uh, not like a forest by any means, but you think you see what look to be old ruins of some old watchtower, some stone watchtower, and as you um, you're, you realize, oh, that probably would be something I could smash it against. Okay. So you start, you start heading towards that, and as you do, the snow starts picking up, and now it's just blisteringly coming through like uh, sideways, and your vision is lightly obscured as you're walking through this area. Uh, you notice that towards the, um, as you get closer to that, that old fallen watchtower, some figures start emerging from behind them, and you notice that they're quite large and muscular, and one of them takes an axe and just pulls it uh, off of his back. And you just see, like, the smoke coming uh, uh, up beyond their tusks, and you see that you've run into an orc war party. It's almost like you led us here. <laughs> it's almost like we also had a 1 in 20 chance of running into an orc war party. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't suppose we can talk them down by saying that we would like to hurl the cursed rock against the haunted rocks i could hurl the cursed rock into its brain that could be bad <laughs> so you've noticed that they've unsheathed their weapons and are slowly moving towards you but they're not in a full-on charge yet hmm. okay. uh, uh i can if we want to i can try to call out to them that we don't mean any harm 
yeah, your message didn't mm. go so well last time with everyone thinking that, you know. Well, I don't have to message. I can actually yell. So I just won't do it in Infernal. I'll do it in Common. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you saying? Um, I can just say, you know, I can just basically be, you know, a 16, 17 year old going, hi, uh, we're not trying to cause any trouble. There's just a lot of snow. Um, so if we can just pass through, that would be great. And you can be great. And we'll have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so as you say this, uh, most of the orcs look towards each other and grumble something in a language that does anyone speak orc? I don't think I oh, do. Oh, um, I think I do. I speak like... I was going to say, don't languages. you? I don't. I do speak orc. Yes. Okay, so but I'm a wolf right now, so I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, <laughs> as you can't talk, but you do hear them say uh, things like, "What is the what is the horn one saying?" They don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. Oh, that's stupid. We're, <laughs> we're going to fight, and then there's a larger one that comes up with his accent. Like, and he speaks in this faltering calm, and he says, uh, Well, if you don't want to fight, then that's fine, but it'll just make it easier for us to rob you, unless you have tribute okay. for the many Arrows so, tribe. Once I hear that, um, I kind of, like, pop Anarissa and Val off my back, and, like, scoot them back with my back leg, and, like, start to crowl at the orcs that are coming, like, trying to translate that, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah. I get what she's saying, and I start to, like, prepare a spell all right uh as you do that you see an extremely large figure grab the top of the ruins and raise up and it's just the sort of bestial humanoid with huge uh muscles who's towering over the other orcs it looks to be has some ogre blood in him and it just growls at you this was i growl back all right louder <laughs> <laughs> Anaris is just like so i get the impression it wasn't gonna matter anything that i yelled at you guys because since i didn't have to roll persuasion that means the dc was just way too damn high so <laughs> i guess we're doing this because... well basically you just said we're not gonna fight you and they're like cool give us all your money <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a smart ass. Like just... <laughs> Alrighty. So uh, with that, if we're, uh, are you moving into attack? Is that the plan here, guys? I should be at full hit points, right? Everyone should be at full hit points. Right. Full spell slots, except for, no, no, everything should be full. That was a long yeah. rest. Hmm? What, um, what tribe is this? Many arrows. Many arrows. Okay. All right. So, uh, if everyone ha is good, we're going to roll initiative. We good? Yep. All right, yeah. let me uh, fix my camera a little bit here, because I'm real tiny for some reason. And let's go. All right. On. My initiative always sucks. Sounds like it's going well. You, you did better than I did, Ryan. Where's my person? Ah, I swear to God, Valtrain. You're in the front there, here. Munix. Here I am. All right. She's just so busy staring at somebody's ass or boobs the whole time that she just <laughs> It's this guy's boobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> no, thank, oh, thank you. you. They bring the boys to the yard. 
Oh boy. Okay, with that. Oh, yeah. Cool Ink Man? Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, so, Anarissa. The, the chat the chat has. Uh, there's no escape from this fight, apparently. Right. Oh. Uh... Margwin, you miss Randy Savage and the Kool Aid Man. I'm sorry. So, moving on. Anarissa, you are first. Great. Um, let's see. I am going to. Oh, I'm going to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be with sneak attack. So, let me see. I have to get a little bit around Big Chunk here because I'm not that tall. So we'll do that. And we'll say for the sake of it, we'll shoot this first one up here. Okay. So. That's the larger one who peers in charge. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So I shoot him. 20, yeah, for six damage. And then I'm going to do my bonus action hide. So I've got my cloak that makes it extra hard. All right, roll a... Uh, oh, you're going to make it. His passive perception's 10. Uh, roll an advantage <laughs> stealth check just in case. Sure. Uh... Yep, I'd say you lost him. <laughs> so <laughs> um, as you shoot this arrow, he doesn't even like look towards you, and the arrow pierces him in the shoulder, but doesn't seem to slow his stride at all. And you move behind Valtrea, and he hasn't even like locked eyes or even Trying seems to, to be... have registered what, he's, yeah. what has happened. Yeah, just so you know, I'm like... In the tree line, I'm trying to not like use Valtrea to hide behind. I'm trying okay. to like hide in the trees, but that it's like sense. hard to see on the map. Sure. So Tira, just so you know you what are, I'm doing. Tira, you are next. Okay. I am. You can looking. roll for um, Leaf and Sigrun too, if you like. Uh, Leaf actually did already. Um, they got a seven. Okay. Uh, there's nothing really. I don't think there's actually a. Like initiative in check for them. I think it's just a dexterity check for them. Yeah, it is. That's correct. Uh, if you alt click on it, it's a little like D twenty with an I N I T on it. It's very small. Very small, <laughs> in between the two columns. Oh, I do see it up there. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but I popped him in there at seven. Okay, that's totally. Oh my fine. god, the half ogre rolled a one, a <laughs> one point one. Good. <laughs> that's that's good. That's what we wanted doing. Right. I am trying to see if I had any. I don't. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just, um, I'm going to move <clears throat> 10 feet up here. And we are also going to shoot at the Orc Warchief. Two okay. shots. Um, we're going to go ahead and hex as a bonus action. So he is hexed. All right. Uh, I'll put and a mark so on I do in a second. So I do an extra D6 necrotic damage if I hit. And we are going to two shots of Eldritch Blast. 21 for nine. Yep. Let's, all right, so... 10. All right, one second. So 10 damage total, including the hex ten. damage. Mm-hmm. Does Got a 12 it. hit him? A 12 does not. His armor class is higher than that. Okay. All right, anything so else? Um, move back down um, behind Toro. Okay. And... Or behind... Yeah. And no, that will be that will be it. That's That's me. All right. Let's see here. Uh, seeing that the largest creature in front of him is Big Chonk, uh, the war chief <laughs> r- pulls a spear and throws it across. Um, well, that's rude. Thanks. So here he goes uh, with his ranged spear attack. Uh, 24 for 16 damage. Okay. Uh, 
he then uh, will he starts moving backwards. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Go there. Uh, and now it is this orc's turn. He moves forward five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Um, they only have one spear each, by the way. So when I've sh- thrown it, I'm just going to put a little like red circle to show that they're out of ammo. This orc's going to do the same thing uh, with his javelin. 11 probably does not hit you. It does not. All right, so he has no more ammo either. Chonk, you're next. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're going to run up to this orc, and I'm just going to look down on him. You know, like, those scenes where, or, like, those, like, he's just going to, like, put his mouth over his head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. So we're going to do a bite. And hopefully not that fail. 14 is enough to hit him, barely. Okay. Uh, so um, 11 piercing, and then I have to see if I'm prone, right? Yes. All right. Oh, my God. You took a whole oh. chonk. You took a big chonk out of him. All right. So this is uh, the regular orc now. I'm just picturing him, like, uh, with biting on top of him and just, like, shaking him, like, yeah. A toy. 15. A so he, he does not fall prone. He just lets you okay. eat him standing up. If you're going to eat me, I'm going to be standing up. Uh, anything no. else? Um, Nope, that's it. All right. Uh, let's see what you can do, buddy. Um, This uh, one individual looks a little different than the other ones. Uh, and uh, he is wearing some sort of strange rist- ritualistic type armor. And he uh, heads... He, he moves ahead of the pack, and he throws a spear at you, a big chunk, just like before. So let's oh see God. how that goes. You're a big chunk, and they're orcs. I know, and I'm bright pink. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and your fur makes a target. Oh, so here we go. Uh, spiritual, uh, where is that? Spear uh, ranged. Ten. Nope. So the spear shoots directly <laughs> over your head, and uh, you kind of... Look at him. I kind of turn with like the orc a, in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah, the orc is still there. <laughs> Just like... But behind uh, Big Ch- Chonk, the, the rest of you see um, the spear actually stop in midair, turn around, and move back to attack. Oh. Mm. That's so, is this like a spiritual weapon? It's a spiritual weapon. Uh, spiritual. Oh, damn it. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, you know what? That's a punspiration right there, guys. That was oh, a. Wow. That was one that I it went over my head, just like that spear went over Natal's head. All right, so, uh, oh my god, that's the worst-looking spear I've ever seen. this. That's not a big chunk spear is what we want. We're going to put that there. Let's give it a little bit of, a, of an aura so we can actually see this, this bitch. And uh, the, the spear will now attack you. So that is going to be, oh my goodness, where'd you go, buddy? I lost you. All right, here it is. That's going to be a 15 to hit. That does hit. It's two whopping damage. Apparently it's a rubber spear. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That's, uh, oh, let's uh no, retcon that. You did not <laughs> consent. You did not consent. <laughs> Mirnix, you are next. All right, I'm going to move right here. Okay. And if I'm understanding this correctly, I'm going to... I've been holding my uh, 
my my big love walrus <laughs> um, mm -hmm. statue close to my heart for a couple days now, and I'm just kind of like gonna rub it and summon this giant uh, orc war chief spirit. Mm-hmm. So you and, oh go ahead. Oh no no what were you gonna say? So as you uh, do this. This you put this big love war or uh, walrus on the ground, and as you uh, sort of channel the magic into it, this spiritual orc war chief arises from this scrimshaw walrus, bearing the same markings as the other orcs in this tribe, and all the other orcs uh, around, including the half over, except for the orc war chief, uh, immediately genuflect in front of it. Yes. All right, that's what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> All right, so he is within 30 feet of that orc war chief, and I'm going to tell him to go fuck him up. All right, so the two orc war chiefs move towards each other, <laughs> getting and uh, all the uh, other orcs are just, uh, you know, saying... Uh, this orc uh, just sort of giving him revenants. Uh, but the other orc chief says, this must be some sort of trick. You died. And with that, the orc, uh, ghostly orc war chief attacks. Here he goes. 25. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so you see these two orcs um, go into a combat, just uh, slamming each other with uh, their battle axes. This one spectral one and this one uh, uh, flesh and blood orc. And after a grueling battle, uh, the, uh, the orc chief that attacked you... Uh, he um, is beaten and he falls and uh, he says it, it's true, it's you Yalak uh, we didn't know you were with them please forgive us and all the orcs uh, just sort of bow and, and they say we saw, we did not know you were with the tribe it's an easy mistake to make I'll forgive it this one time Alright. Uh, with that, uh, they they remain heads bowed and they move back into the forest and do not attack you anymore. Well done! Nice. Good job. That's um unexpected. Oh boy. Well, I think what someone's got rubbing... some splaining to do. Yeah, yeah what was that? <laughs> so, um, apparently the when I saved, you know, our lovely our lovely couple friend, um, they gave me this statue and they said that if I never needed help or was in a big issue to to just, you know, rub my walrus and put it on the ground. <laughs> 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 and it works. Um, yeah, it it worked. <laughs> it did. But apparently, I can only use it three times. I don't know. That was like a little warning they gave me. So, like, right after three times, that was worth it. Uh, the soul I think was laid to what... west. Late. <laughs> <laughs> I missed something. Sorry. All right, hold on. I'm trying. Okay. 
Oh boy, you guys. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as the orcs get uh, move away, you're left with those ruins in front of or ruins in front of you. What would you like to do? We should continue on. Oh no, are we not going? I'm. Never mind. I can't talk. <laughs> oh yeah! Definitely gotta be oh, away. Like, no, no. But like after all these years, Natal and I have like come up with a way to talk to each other. I like that. It's kind of a lassie moment, kind of thing. Yeah, you can kind of get the idea. There's definitely a well involved. I feel like they're doing this, and Anarissa is just bullshitting like translations. <laughs> Like, well, you see, what Natal's saying right now is that, and just like making up random shit that is nothing to do. I do have a question. Um, sure. My spiritual orc warrior dude man yes. uh, sticks around for 10 minutes. Yes, he's still awkwardly hanging. <laughs> okay, can we have him attack the uh, the crystal? Sure. Would he be able to do anything since he's um, you know, ghosty and spiritually? We can definitely try. Definitely magical in some kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> he looks towards Mirnix and says, My eternal soul is bound to you, and you want me to punch a rock. It it's would. A, it's a very powerful. It is particularly. My friend. It is a particularly nasty rock. Like, <clears throat> it's. It's not a good rock. Like, it actually, we need, like. We need the bravest and toughest to take this sucker out because it like takes over the minds of anybody who gets too close to it. All right. So with that, uh, he says, "Well, if it's, it's what my master commands." He looks towards Mirnix. Yep, eyebrows. That's an indication of beat this rock up. <laughs> so uh, you lay the rock uh, or the crystal, I should say, on the runes, and he takes out his large battle axe and he raises it up to the sky and brings it down with a hefty slice and the the rune the rock underneath the crystal actually shatters and splits but the crystal itself uh doesn't seem harmed in any way however the uh i as soon as that happens a, a ear or a, a splitting pain goes through tira valtrea and toro as they each take six psychic damage oh shit i didn't mean to <sighs> just like a like an ice pick to the brain you're just like ah yeah you you see toro like flinch really bad and grab his head and he's like oh don't 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 do that again yeah <laughs> okay ghostly war chief guy let's okay new plan sorry thank you my bad uh we're still we're still by the ruins though right you are yeah yeah uh Toro uh, points to the ruins and looks at Valtrea and is like, "Would you, we could try that spell against one of those uh, ruins?" Oh, that seems like a terrible idea. But um, do we think this crystal is like sentient in some way? Doesn't appear or to maybe... be. It has not like communicated with words, if that's what you mean. Well, yeah. no, I'm just trying to see. Like, I mean. I, I like I said I didn't know if there was something to it where like a sleep spell or something would neutralize it before you destroyed it. But if it's not uh, sentient in some way, like I haven't connected with it brain wise to know what it's. Yeah, you don't know. Doing. So, 
Serafina just said it was ancient and not of this world. I mean, banish it, but I don't have banishment. Um. Hmm. Does anyone have two bags of holding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing to something to Jack in the chat. In the chat. Jack in the chat. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, back to the black <laughs> Okay, I'll relay this to the party then. I'm, I'll let them know. Um, sure. So the that pinging noise that. Um, that ringing noise like that's coming from the crystal it's gotten a little slower since i've left brinchander so apparently this is like what um what the aunt theodora was talking about um where the um that that chiming noise is getting faster as you go further south it's like as we get further north it seems to subside a little bit so chris mm-hmm. um you had just said before that I had had like a ringing in my ears. Yes. Was it like the chime that they're experiencing or was it just like my ears were ringing? So when you, uh, as the three of you have sort of discussed your experience with it, what seemed like just a straight ringing in your ears, um, Toro for specific reasons was able to sort of pinpoint a little more detail into the sound and then after okay. relaying that information when Tira kind of knew what to expect she's kind of putting this together so for the first time it just seemed like a ringing when Toro had it it seemed like there was some sort of pattern to it and now that Tira has it it seems like this pattern uh, has a, uh, a slow and a fast aspect to it okay Mm. You can so get it, it to mix up the slow and the fast. Can we get like a decent beat out of it? You can or? do a two verse three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we think it's like the more that it's connected to it, it's affecting us differently, or it's doing something different to the crystal? It seems like you're learning more about it, not right. that it's really changing. That wasn't necessarily mm. me asking you, but sure, thanks. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. It's me, the random wizard that's in the town who will give you random information. <laughs> What's that biggie? It was worth your a shot. First... <laughs> your go-to NPC voice is Spintax the Green. It is. It's me, Spintax. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh... <laughs> I either ha- I have well, we'll talk about that later. But yes, continue. <laughs> um. I I don't think that there's anything more we'll be able to learn about it at the moment. Yeah, I uh, think I think if we try to crush it, it's just going to hurt us more. Yes, that that would make sense. Uh, All right. So uh, as you discuss, you continue uh, to head uh, north towards Kier Dinevel. And um, at that point, as you're walking, the ghostly uh, orc war chief just sort of turns to dust and vanishes in mid-step, his time having run out. I will say that perhaps, like, we should keep it between the three of us and not have any more people attached to it. What if it makes it worse for you? 
Uh, No, I think I think there should be at least a few people who aren't influenced by it. Just in case. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, I I think it should be our decision. Those who have borne it so far, maybe just in case we don't want to pass this on to anybody else and risk some sort of um, a negative influence, I suppose, if it can be avoided. I'll kind of like whisper under my breath to um, Ani, like, you know, someone has to watch Natal if something happens to me. You can't hold it. Yeah, I don't like that, but I'm staying quiet. <laughs> For once. <laughs> All my characters are somewhat loud. <laughs> Even the rogues. <laughs> so, uh, am I understanding correctly that you are uh, holding on to that then, Tira? Are we passing it again, or is it staying with you for now? I think for now it will stay with me. Okay, got it. Um, I'm sorry, I've been... The way they organize the art in this module is exceptionally hard to find. Uh, there's a really cool picture of Kira Janivel that you're about to get to, but I can't find it, so I'm just... Um, when I find it, I'll show it to you at some point. Uh, regardless of which, uh, you reach the town, and uh, in this town... The town sort of is around the base of this hill, and at the top is a fortress um, called Kyrdenvel, or the, the the castle itself above it. Uh, and in the distance, you see Kelvin's Cairn, the place that you found the um, uh, Yeti before looming in the distance over shore. And you see uh, the Lack to the right, Lack Dinashare, uh, over to your uh, to the east. Um, as you enter this place, you see various uh, people walking around. You see the same type of fishermen who are just sitting around because the lake's frozen over. And you see uh, an old ferry boat that would travel between the towns is just locked in ice at the dock. And it just seems like everyone's uh, life is at a standstill. I don't know if you can relate, but that's just <laughs> how it is. Um is there anything in this town you'd like to do? Do you need to rest? Would you like to do anything here? Or do you want to just not even stop? Uh, I think it would be wise if we took a short rest here. Uh, yeah. Had a warm meal before continuing on. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a good idea, I think. So as you walk around, you notice that there is an inn uh, labeled uh, Den of's Rest. Uh, but the sign is sort of crooked and broken, and it looks like this place has been abandoned for a long time, just that one particular building. Uh, passing it by, because it's obviously not open, you do find a, a tavern that is rather um, lively, and uh, it, its nameplate says the uh, the Uphill Climb. That's cute. <laughs> so you okay. enter the cute tavern. That's felt like and... my entire time in Ten Towns. Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you go inside, you see a spectacular view of, of the lake and the frozen docks. Uh, it seems like the um, the, the number one uh, item on the menu is their, is their chowder, which it looks like everyone's eating, and it looks really good and, and hot. Okay. It's a warm meal? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. I check yeah. for any singing fish on the wall. There is none, unfortunately. <laughs> There are none. You left Bryn Shander. That's where the singing fish was. 
Old Bitey. Old Bitey is the name of the fish. What if I can get any chowder to go for my for my soup flask? You probably could. So a single yeah. serving. I forgot about your soup flask. <laughs> forgot about your soup flask. Uh, a single serving is three silver pieces. I'll cover this for everybody. All right. Aww, thank you. Oh, thank you, Tara. Very welcome. So the food comes out, and that's when you notice that the strange thing is, uh, when you look over at their um, their kegs or their uh, their um, or large barrels of ale, uh, they all have uh, a rag hanging over the end of them, the universal symbol of they've been tapped. <clears throat> In fact, all the kegs have been tapped, and there is no ale here at all. Mm. Sounds like a job opportunity. <laughs> it's time to retire, level five. <laughs> so there's a, uh, a middle-aged man. Uh, he introduces himself as, as Rourke, and uh, he brings you the chowder. The chowder is probably the best you've had in a long time. It's quite delicious. Um, but unfortunately, he has no ale. Uh, but... Um, do you do you uh, ask him anything, or you just you, you do get a long rest? The benefits of oh, sorry, short rest. You do get the benefits of a short rest. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I'll ask him. Um, so, do you not have any local brewers, or has you guys haven't gotten a shipment in a long time? Uh, <laughs> he looks towards the frozen lake behind him that you see all the ships land. He's like, no, no, we haven't gotten a shipment in a long time. That well, is true. I mean. There's nine other towns. I didn't know if you guys shuffled goods around that way or. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't it, it wasn't you for. You had to import all of your ale. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for East Haven, norm, uh, they sort of hold all that to themselves, you know. We used to trade with them over the lake, but now it's not worth their time. They just bring all the tourists, he says, laughing, because no one comes up here, over to East Haven. <laughs> and we get no one over here in, in, the, ca in the cares anymore. If you want hail, that's where I'd go. We don't have a master brewer anymore. What happened to your master brewer? He went to East Haven. <laughs> oh. I'm no we were thinking anymore. it was a side quest. I'm sorry. <laughs> he went for better just, employment I opportunities. I, go that, I mean, we could go to East Haven and knock him out and drag him back. That's a piece. That's a side quest. <laughs> um, would I happen to know who their master brewer was? Roll a history check with advantage. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go ahead and toggle advantage and... No. Uh, so never heard of this. you don't know the name of the uh, of the actual person. You do know that there is only uh, like a few towns that are serving a, a large amount of of like uh, mass producing large amounts of beer, and it seems to be East Haven. Uh, you're kind of just finding out now that it used to be a little more widespread. But it seems like they kind of have a. Uh, a monopoly almost on it for the okay. they're the macro brew brewery of this they're yeah. the, the cores that yeah, okay. of Icewind Day. <laughs> 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 all right so anyway um while you're uh, discussing this with him just oh you don't mean to eavesdrop you probably do but you do hear a couple of other um th things that are rather interesting um where is it you hear someone say uh, well, no one has seen the town speaker for quite a long time. Locals say that he's fallen ill. But, you know, I've seen some strange figures in the castle up there at night. 
This town is big enough to have a castle? They do have a castle. It's really yeah, just a few. It's just that's the main feature is this one um, castle. But it's that's, yeah. that's a cool that's picture what, that you put up. I never found know? it. I never found it, unfortunately. Oh. Um, um, so yeah, care actually means like a fortress or um, or like a, a fort or a stronghold. So yeah, that would be if you see care. Usually, that's a major um, major uh, like barracks. Okay. This um this speaker, by chance, uh, is named Trovis. No, that's the speaker in Kirkonig. I thought this were. We're no, in Kirdenval. Kirdenval. Never mind. Cool. It's okay. We know you never quite know exactly. I don't know where I am. <laughs> no. There's a castle. It says care. There's snow. I mean, eat your chowder. That's that's more <laughs> than I knew. I didn't realize there was a castle, and that it was named in such a way that would tell me that there's a castle. Found and, it. Oh, there's a picture of Found a castle. It. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's that cool. Looks- Castle is a strong word, especially for people from Waterdeep, but for them, this is a castle. Yeah. Pretty sure, Ani, if you miss that, then you fail as a rogue. <laughs> Perception, you're looking in the wrong direction. I just see a lake. I just see a lake. There's no castle. Yeah, and hanging out with me too long. That's what it is. Rubbing off on you. Yeah, this I'm is an like, excellent whatever. place to Toro's logger. Whatever, Toro's got it. Exact. It's fine. Hmm. <laughs> So, uh, hearing that and resting here, you realize that do we is this something we investigate now, or is or do we maybe put this on the back burner and head up to meet Tavis? Is there any other uh, gossip that we hear? Uh, roll a perception check. Sure. Twenty-two. Yep, you do hear a few things. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you hear. Well, we heard in uh, in Kierkeonig to the north, local establishments are, are beset by vandals and thieves that skulk about unseen. The town speaker, a dragonborn named Trovis, he really could use some help, having just acquired his position. Okay. I mean, we're kind of... Yeah, Tordor will definitely, like, tell the party what he heard. Mm. We kind of have, a like, a time schedule we need to stick with here, because if we don't get back... Mm. I have to agree. Grim Sander and Time, yeah. Copper's uh, gonna leave we without can, us. We can help them after. Okay. But I think we need to head on to we should, we should take care once we get to Kirkonig, if there are uh, vandals and thieves about. So you uh, pay for your meal and head back out into the darkness. Um, and then you move from Kier- Denevel to Kier Koenig. Okay. Um, the travel is lovely, rather uneventful, and the weather, for what it could be, is fine. And you make it <laughs> to Kier Koenig without hey. anything happening. Look at that. I was, nice. I was like, what number on the dice I know. is that? It's just a smiley <laughs> face. It just comes up with a smiley face. There's no number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you head towards Kirkonig, uh, and you see uh, the snow-covered slopes of Kelvin's Cairn looming beyond it, is of this quiet uh, lakeside town. Um, you see that this place has grown. There's a, there's a wooden palisade added around it to sort of discourage raiders. Let me bring up... Unfortunately, there's no pretty picture for this guy. Mm. Uh, where is... I lost it. I lost the whole town. 
Not the whole town. The whole town. There's, oh well. there's... Session canceled. Yep. Uh, Can I did one. <laughs> Too bad we don't have any imagination. <laughs> uh, I guess there isn't one. It's a town like any other. So you're in this town. <laughs> it's a quiet know. village. Why did I accidentally delete the entire? Uh, it's just a crater. Where is I it? caught that. Oh wait, I found it. Um, I found it. <laughs> oh, that's, that, like, that's like chapter five. You skipped ahead. We come back. It's just. Oh, you probably just see nothing. You should be able to see it. Chris now. rolled the d20 and actually got the freak meteor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing happened. We're just all There's standing no on town the ramp, just looking down at it. Like, yeah. It solves that problem. Tavis. Sorry no. about Tavis. <laughs> no, no. Whoa. That's my no, only Tavis, no. Bye. My only family. <laughs> all right. So um, as you're moving up there, oh, we got something. Something happened. Oh, oh uh, Mama Whiskey, good to see you. Thank you for raiding with a party of 15. Oh, oh we appreciate you very much. Thank you, thank you. All right, so uh, as you uh, enter the, the, the town, uh, you see a, a few bundled... Oh, something's something's boinging. Oh, happy seven months, Mama, Mama Whiskey. We appreciate it so much. I think you've subscribed longer than I have. You are awesome. <laughs> really appreciate That's that. That's true. That, that is yeah. probably true. <laughs> um, you see a few bundled up people shuffling between snow battered houses, keeping their heads down, barely bothering to give you a look as you walk past them. A pile of snow stirs as you pass it, and someone hidden beneath it suddenly stands. The figure looks around and yells, ah, who, who goes there? Is it the thieves? Have I found those creeping bastards? When he pulls down the scarf covering his face, you see it's a silver dragonborn holding onto an empty wine bottle as if it were a weapon. He belches, grins at you, and says, Pardon my manners. A bit jittery with all the thieving going on. I'm Trovis, the town speaker. Hey, buddy. Snowdrifts. <laughs> so, looking at him, uh, Tira, you realize that he passed out and was snowed on top of. And is now waking up. Uh, looking at Mirnix. Oh, uh, Mirnix! It's great to see you again. Look at me. I'm the speaker now. You're mm. drunk now. I, I'm just celebrating. This is a big achievement for me. Nobody liked a match around him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Anna, Anna Rissa is just using thaumaturgy to move snow from one side of his shoulder to the other just just <laughs> just slowly moving it just to see if eventually he notices that there's far more weight on this side than the other he's not going to he's just gonna fall over uh, <laughs> so I'm, not like, I, I'm telling you as the players i'm doing this you will have to catch and see that i'm doing this but she yeah. is also probably not hiding a grin very well so you, you will know she's doing this <laughs> i'm gonna go try to like stabilize him all right, so as you move over to do that, he's like, ah, oh, my friend, and he just wraps his arms around you in this awkward drunk hug, and then he steps back, whoop, <laughs> and he kind of leans against a, a barrel and is sort of like, <clears throat> well, uh, I think we could all use a drink, am I right? No. no. I'm going to get you some water. <laughs> How about some snow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I need everyone to make a, uh, a perception check. Toro notices everything. So does Tira. <laughs> Holy. We all need to make it? No. 
but you might as well. Ooh, Nutella really notices. <laughs> I got the net twenty. Holy crap! Wow, you guys are the most like perceptive group, except for Kier- this happens right as Ke- as uh, Mirnix is in the full drunk hug. So yeah. unfortunately, your view is blocked, <laughs> but everyone else notices. Let me show you this. Um, here's Trovis, and directly behind him. <laughs> There seems to be an inn, and there is a uh, a small uh, offshoot sort of uh, beam that comes out. It looks like a dragon head, and it looks like something used to be hanging from it. It looks like a, a handle of some sort, but it is now, uh, there's nothing on it. Hmm. He says, uh, okay. come, let's, let's get in from the cold. Did it used to be like a type of sign? Because I would probably recognize something like that, like if it was something that I would have... It you know, looks like where a, it looks like of... where a lantern would be uh, hung. Okay. All right. Are other lanterns or lighting instruments missing throughout? Not that you notice. Trovis, um, okay. the the signpost above the door there is that missing something. It seems incomplete, actually. Right. Ah, my dear, you're you're quite observant, I see. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the lantern was stolen along with all the other things here. Come, come inside. It's cold out. Let me. I'll explain to you inside, please. Come on. And he, with that, he starts like <laughs> sideways, sort of meandering towards the door. A silver dragon wouldn't notice it was cold. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Maybe he said that for my benefit. He knows that I'm cold. He also could be going inside this place for another reason. That's true. Mm. Yeah. We're we're cutting him off. Well, also, like, is it that he doesn't notice cold, or the cold doesn't bother him? Because that could anymore. be more. I think he's probably let it go. Yeah, it doesn't bother him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he comes inside, uh, and he start he takes a deep breath, trying to su- su- uh, suppress some hiccups as he looks around for a place, and he sort of oh there, and he moves over towards a table, which is coincidentally large enough to hold your entire party, and uh, <laughs> he Amazing. says it's every time, and it's the exact same table. It's magic. So um, <laughs> the town has uh, this very table. So uh, he looks, he says the the town has come across some uh, thievery troubles. No one sees anything really just the other night the lantern over at the top of this place the northern lights Inn, was stolen Corey won't let me hear the end of it because i haven't been able to find those responsible not yet anyway but i have a knack for this stuff have you have you tried looking sober oh neonix <laughs> you've shared ales with me you know how us dragonborn go we party hard <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we do, but we gotta work hard too, buddy. Well, of course we do. How do you think I got this position? Mm. One, one by Nepotism. one. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I knew a guy in the military one time who was a sergeant who got his position through him in uh, nepotism as well. It was... Oh, I think I heard about him as Sergeant Glitter, Sergeant. Something like that, yeah. Oh, you, you're talking about Sergeant Sparkles, that ancient yeah. myth. Yes. What? That's the story I heard, yes. <laughs> I love that. I tell that to my children. 
Anyway, so I I imagine that there are candles in the middle. Wait, he doesn't have children. Wrong NPC. No, this guy should not (laughs) have children. Yes. (laughs) So so there's I imagine there's probably candles in the middle of the table to like light the room since it's always dark. Is that a decent assumption to make? Say that again. Or there's like Say, say that again. Be my accomplice, Chris. So are there candles like in line of sight of this guy like on the table or like lanterns near oh yeah the sure room. there are light sources little lanterns and candles of mm-hmm. course one by one i'm changing their colors oh uh, so just just it's a thaumaturgy thing i'm sure. just changing the candle flame colors i'm just doing it within his direct line of sight to mess with him so uh as he looks he's like hey uh, uh what the hell's your name <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> ali uh, ali look I, f- I found the lantern look at this he, he's like mesmerized by this lantern that's changing colors. Uh, <laughs> a, a young woman comes out from the back and she Change says... Change it back before she sees it. All right. So, so he's like, oh, well, I, I, sw- I swear it was... It's like... She gives uh, Trovis a chastising smile and says, did you, did you fall asleep outside again? I'm telling you, Trovis, one day you're going to have to stop relying on the kindness of strangers. Uh, she starts pulling out chairs for you and offers you to sit down. Uh, she yells towards the back kitchen. Uh, heat up something for Trovis. He's been out patrolling again. As soon as she walks away, I turn the candle flames back. <laughs> oh, she's still here. She's at, no, she's... As, as soon as she walks away, though, like I want to be like, okay, her that's back like, turns, that's your I ready fl- to action. <laughs> <I> fl- <laughs> ready right. action to fuck with Trovis. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, she's like, thank you for, um, finding our speaker again uh, is there any uh, anything I can get you it's it's getting quite quite laid out although I guess you couldn't really tell you are <laughs> feeling rather tired you've been traveling for about eight hours through the through um, the snow I think whatever you have to offer for dinner would be good right everyone yeah definitely and also um I don't know how many other ends are in town but um, I speak to Trovis and to Ali. Um, have you happened to see a furball? His name is Tavis. He looks like me, but he has like brown hair. Oh uh, yes, he he was here a couple of days ago, and he's been coming in for dinner. Honestly, it's around the right time. I'm sure if you uh, sit and wait, then uh, what was his name? Uh, what was his name again? Tavis. Tavis. Yeah, that's that's it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. He's usually around in around this time. I would just probably grab a meal and wait for him to appear. Okay, thank you. All right, absolutely. Uh, we have a, a knucklehead trout. I hope that's okay. It's really all we have left right now. That should be fun. Yeah. Thank I you. don't know what that is, but it sounds great. It's delicious. <laughs> it's what the Billy Bass was. Aww. It's what these hooks oh. are. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So um, she goes to the back and is apparently yelling with another woman like, not not angrily, but just over the sound of the kitchen uh, as uh, the food's being prepared. Is there anything you want to talk to um, Travis uh, Trovis about? How did he become speaker? Like, how did this? Okay, so you're you're just asking how he became? Yeah. So what happened, man? Like, uh, how did this happen? It's like, well, the other the the other speaker, he grew old. And unfortunately, he passed away. 
But me, being the uh, dragon of opportunity, shall we say, I, I just quickly offered my services, and townsfolk seem to like me well enough. I've had great times with many of them, so it was honestly quite easy. It also could have been because no one else was running for speaker. But no, now I got it. Isn't that fantastic? Sure is, buddy. You handling the stress okay? Oh, no stress. It's great. I get all the ale I like. Not oh. as good as the ones from East Haven, but, you know, I drink what I can get. Anything else you're doing with the town? Like, well, road repairs? I, I do know my one uh, road repairs. You know we don't have roads here. Um, he says, uh, uh, the one thing that I do need to uh, make sure I remember is that at the beginning of the month, I need to set out the offering for Oriel. Otherwise, I'd be in... A real big pickle, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. What are um? What is your town's offering? Well, we offer food. We set aside a, a portion of the of the food and rations and harvest, and and sacrifice it to the endless winter. Yeah. So you're not the people sacrificer. That's good. No, unfortunately, we don't have enough people. Well, I guess in some ways, fortunately, we don't have enough people here. It was very easy for me to become speaker. Hmm. How far are we from the first of the month at this point? Uh, so this whole campaign is probably in maybe two and a half weeks-ish, let's say. So you're probably uh, two-thirds before the... Like, you have about a third of the month left before the sacrifice actually happens. Okay. Just out of curiosity, how did you guys figure out if your sacrifices were good? Like... Why do some towns sacrifice people and some towns only have to sacrifice food or warmth? Like, how'd you figure out they were working? Well, I'm not one to really question the will of gods, but basically, if they don't come killing us, then we probably did an okay job. We do know that when we first started this, all the towns started small. And it seemed like the larger the town, the greater the sacrifice required. Let uh, Oriel's uh, warriors and, and monsters come and attack the villages that were not able to leave an adequate sacrifice. Ah. Uh, okay. What sort of monsters? Oh, there's been talk of many things. Me, I've only seen yetis myself, and I honestly think it's just because we're so close to, to Kelvin's care, and they just sort of come down here and mess around. Gotcha. Uh, with that, um, the woman comes back and uh, lays out the knucklehead trouts uh, in a platter on your... These are knucklehead trouts, by the way. No. Oh. So, yeah. That is what Old Bitey was. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, where is he at? He's, uh, he says to you, he's like... Oh, nope, I already said that. <laughs> he says, well, the, the problem is we've had so many things stolen around here. And uh, everyone's looking to me to get the job done. And just then the door opens and this like large uh, gust of, of uh, cold air comes in through uh, the, the settlement, causing some of the, the candles to flicker in their, in their uh, places as uh, a large uh, figure comes in, removes his hood, and you see uh, Tavis. And he looks towards you. He's like, oh, Natel, it's, it's great to see you. I'm glad you made it. 
Oh, that was quite an interest, Tavis. I loved it. Come, sit down with us. <laughs> well, well, thank you. He closed the door behind you, and he comes to sit. He's like, oh, you've already ordered supper. And at this point, uh, everybody, we're going to take a quick little two-minute break. We'll be back in just a little bit, so don't go anywhere. See you soon. Hello, everybody. We're back, and we weren't talking about turkeys in an inappropriate way. So now we're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was definitely talk of stuffing. It was. <laughs> 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 oh boy. So anywho's it's uh, Tavis has come and sat with you, and he looks to you, and he says, or he looks towards the uh, the inebriated dragonborn in the coin. Travis, Tavis, and they're just sort of looking at each other, and they. Uh, he orders, um, you know, some uh, some more food as well. He's like, I, I I hope your journey here wasn't too difficult, Natal. Uh no, it was fine. Um, there was a couple orcs and some half orcs, half trolls, and that sounds but other terrible. Than that, it was great. <laughs> has Tr- has Trovis told you about the problems we've been having here in uh, in this town? The thievery. Yeah, he said a whole bunch of stuff has been stolen. Well, that's right. Uh, the last thing was the the magic lantern that used to sit, hang outside of this place. With the magic lantern? Yes. Provis failed to mention that part. Well, it would change colors in the you know like the sky does. It was uh, it was a, a weak enchantment, but still quite beautiful and brought in you know weary travelers such as yourselves. Was everything that was stolen magic? Uh, no. Uh, honestly, the only magical item was that magic... Uh, there was the lantern. The only thing what else was stolen, there was a pair of goats and a, a, a small um, sack of pearls that went missing from uh, Frozen Far Expeditions, the, uh, you know, the shop to the north. So, I can't imagine this town is very big. I mean, Trovis, you probably, I mean... Is it safe to say you know the majority of the people who live here? Uh, uh, so Trova says, uh, I mean, I don't know everybody. Or have maybe a vague recollection of the people who live here? Well, I will tell you this. I, I'm not good with names, but I never forget a face. And I have not seen anyone in here that, you know, I haven't seen before. No one that seemed suspicious or anything like that. I'm sure nothing gets past you. <laughs> You're no, right. I'm a steadfast sentinel um, in these dark times. As the we candle changes tell. color again in front of him. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> do you have um? Do you have maybe any groups or maybe just a person, um, who leaves maybe goes to East Haven on a regular basis to buy and sell or trade goods? Not if we can help it. We can. <sighs> There is trade that's unavoidable, yes, but East Heaven thinks they're all big and bold in these areas, but our village is just as good. We make do, so we don't unless we need to, but uh, so far that that hasn't been the case. Um, Tavis says, uh, well, you know, I did see some, some tracks around the perimeter of the town. They were dwarven, which I thought was strange. Is the city wall? Uh, there is like a. It said there is a palisade. I don't see it on the map, but we'll assume there's like yeah. at least a weak wooden wall around the town. Okay. Um, 
as this happens, another uh, woman has come out to collect some of the dishes. It's a different one than you saw before, but um, she looks like they could be related. And she says, uh, oh, so the door uh, swings open and a stern looking woman enters, uh, picking up uh, your remaining dishes. She sets up a, a bowl of soup in front of Tavis and says, Nordorf did this. Someone would have spotted him. Caught him. No, there's something more going on. Besides, what use do hungry dwarves have with a lantern? Hmm. And Tavis says, well, Going I mean, that mind. makes sense. However, I, uh, I'm just telling you what I found. It could be that the the dwarves from the, uh, the mines are just hungry, looking for food and ale, and they just steal what they can. No, they sell it for money, I suppose. That could be yes, it. But where would they be selling it? There's, I yeah, mean, I mean, is there uh, a place Torg's to expedition probably comes through, don't they? Torg's has come here from time to time. Yes, that is true. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last time. Would have been over a week ago now. They tend to hit the the larger towns, you know, like Brinchander, East Haven, Targos, those kind of places. What I definitely those? heard tacos. Well, they have a truck in the back that serves the most delicious tacos. Are they warm? They are for about 30 seconds. <laughs> when you say that, uh, Marinex, Valtteria kind of like reaches over and touches your hand and uses prestidigitation to just like make your hands super, super hot. <laughs> Just to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, Tavis says, I, uh, I haven't had a chance to investigate the tracks, but I could show you where they are, Natel, if, if you and your friends are looking to investigate. I mean, you, you look weary. Maybe maybe tomorrow in the, in the morning you could take a look. Um, sure. I mean, as long as we think they're still going to be there in the morning. That is a, that is true. So, uh, Tavis, this isn't the only reason you called us up here. Right? No, no, it is not. Uh, I've received your message about uh, the Stefik Caltro, and honestly, the, the strangest occurrences uh, I haven't been able to follow. This is why I came here when I heard that there were things going missing. It seems strange, and I've been asking around. It seems like this culture fellow has been heading north, and as you know, the the um, the, the, the Kiers are the the two uh, most northern towns here. I thought it was a good place, any maybe refine the uh, the trail, so to speak. Maybe find some clues as to where he went. We know he's no longer with Torgs. Uh, mm. Torga says she'll have nothing left to do with him, finding out that he's undead. So my mind is, if we find something odd, such as things going missing from invisible people that just seem to be moving about the town, leaving only tracks, and might be our best bet. Yeah. Certainly could be a place to start. Alright, so uh, I can show you now, but if you would like to rest, it's up to you. We should take a look at the tracks before turning in. Uh, the, the overnight snow may cover them by morning. That is yes, smart. It literally never stops snowing here, so um, let's go <laughs> <look> now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave. Uh, we'll leave Trovis in charge of the town, and then uh, I'll go with you. 
Uh, you look over at Trovis, and he has passed out in a large uh, padded uh, chair. I can see he'll do a very good job. I'm. If the if the thieves are still here, I should probably stay behind. I'll, I'll take you to where the trail was. I trust you. You remember what I've taught you. You'll be able to follow them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they became hopelessly lost. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. So uh, he walks you We're out. We're going to turn around and just can't find the town anymore. Things. We're like, they stole the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing there. Uh, so you uh, head outside of the town and you follow uh, the trail. And, and Tavis was right. They do look like dwarven footprints. Uh, let me bring up the... Uh, the world map again. Um, so you are currently located in, in Kierkeonug, and they said maybe they're coming from the uh, the Dwarven Valley over to the left, but it looks like these tracks lead north uh, east along the river, heading further north this way. So away from the valley. Correct. Hmm. Are you going to follow them? Oh, not tonight. <laughs> okay. Right? I don't know. You you told me two different things. Uh, we said we were going to no, look at them. But okay, look at them. Look at the tracks. Right. Yes, we'll be able to kind of... We know which way they were going. Okay. So with that, you head back. Uh, you do see there is another tavern that is open, but I don't, I don't know if that's something you want to investigate or if you just want to rest. It's been a long day. Um... I'm ready to turn in. Yeah, yeah we're I not going to get back tonight, just... I don't think. So probably better idea just to stay here overnight and we can set out first thing in the morning. And we kind of have to get back a little bit. I'm, we sort of are on a bit of a oh. timetable here. Well, about the device? You can. He's still in yeah. the tavern. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I um... would say, well, before, like, on the way to the tracks we should tell Tavis, or on the way back from the tracks, since yeah. there, there's less people around who might overhear. Yeah, let me tell him in the tavern. Good idea. Oh. Alright. Uh, so, uh, the, the two sisters that uh, own this place, they they charge your bill at, it's going to be a gold piece of person that includes tonight's meal, the overnight stay, and a meal in the morning. Okay, so uh, with that, you uh, in the morning after a, a breakfast, is there anything you guys need to uh, would like to discuss before we move on? How uh, is everybody feeling? Well, that's what we're going to find out. So let's see if Tira was able to resist looking at them, their crystals again. So this is going to be another wisdom saving throw. Okay. Unfortunately, you feel that, that you really oh. need to take a peeksy peek. So but you we wait. also have like what? Oh yeah, we have You could use an inspiration if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. just to take an inspiration. I think there's another roll. That's up to you. Yeah, but if you can avoid it altogether. Yeah. Okay. okay so go yeah, ahead and okay. uh, use the inspiration, and okay. uh, that brings you guys down to two, and then making the roll again. 
12. Oh, unfortunately, the polls still till too much. You really want to take a look. Yeah. Is this as we've turned in, or is this while this she's is This is the middle of the night. Okay. Like, you, okay. You, you aren't able to fall asleep. You just hear this ringing sound. You're like, maybe if I just take a look. It'll stop. So you take another look, and you see that those um, those little lights are like pulsing through it, moving very, very rapidly. Um, but that pinging sound has grown fainter and slower since you uh, continue to travel north. Now let's see uh, if it takes hold. So you're going to make another wisdom saving throw, and you still have two inspirations. Okay. Okay, that one is enough. So again, it's like you're right on the edge of just feeling its power flow over you and then that's immediately where you just stuff it back in your bag so you've been able to resist it so far you just still really want want to take a look at it but it so far hasn't been able to take hold of you so good job uh the next morning you are um you're still rested it hasn't gotten to that point yet but you do look a little uh you do have like bags under your eyes it looks like you haven't slept too well okay um Sarah. Yes. It looks like you've had a pretty rough night. Um, the ravens wouldn't shut up. Is it the ravens or was it the stone? It was It was the stone again. It keeps a little like chiming, um, sort of ringing noise periodically. And I would just have to get up and check to make sure it was still in my bag. Then let's switch off, yeah? Uh, I don't want to do that to you. You've... Patre, you've already suffered enough with it. If if all I've had so far is just a little bit of lost sleep, it's a burden I can shoulder. There's you and Kimmer and I, you know, Kimmer? Kimmer. Your name is Kimmer. Switch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have that ability. That's probably my fault. <laughs> it's you and Toro and I and we know what to look for now so if one of us sees the other acting strangely we can intervene but it shouldn't like we shouldn't bear the burden alone if this is something because it seems to be whoever has it in their bag or ha can we make it where in a sense that we have it in a safe place but no one technically has it would it have trouble calling out if try. we could separate it you could try. I don't think we should let it out of our hands. No, I don't know about that, but I mean, I don't know if there's some way to just work around how it's doing this. I don't know. And um, because hmm. if we destroy it, it hurts you. If we keep it, it hurts you. Does. <sighs> Does Tara feel the need to hold on to it the way that Toro and I did? Uh, it seems like, at least from what you've heard, that uh, in Tira's case, it's more of she wants to protect her companions, not so much as it's a compulsion to hold on to it so far. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just it's just more concern than like yeah than like the compulsion. Okay. Um... No, I do agree. It's a good point. It's maybe not something that one person should just bear alone. Um, I, all right. Who wants to carry it today, then? 
I can take I mean, it today. I was the I was the first one to have it. Toro had it after me, so I'll take it today. Okay. All right. So I will making sure not to like contact this, you know, skin to start with this like, thing. Hold my bag out. I had it wrapped in like a handkerchief. So as long as we've yeah. got it still tied up, you can't see it, you can't touch it. Like so assuming yeah. that you just retied it every time you shoved it back in the bag. Also as you do that, I'll hand you my wine skin and I'm like, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you take the uh the stone that's wrapped in the handkerchief, drop into the outstretched uh, arms of Valtrea into her bag, and immediately as you let go of it, that, that pinging fades and that, that sort of sharp pain that it brought begins to weaken. It's not completely gone, but it seems like it's fading away. Okay. All right. So, after breakfast, uh, are we heading to those tracks? Probably should. Uh, right. Yeah. So you head out uh, the northeast uh, uh, edge of town, and... Um, you start following the tracks, and they lead further away from Kira Koenig into the the wintry uh, depths of Icewind Dale, and the, the glow of the town behind you becomes fainter and fainter, making it a little hard to make out the tracks in the ground. Um, when Natel comes back, she'll hopefully remember everything that Tavis the Ranger taught them about how to follow tracks and identify things and know your regular <laughs> directions. Uh, as you look, you look behind you and you see a faint glowing in the background. At first you think it might be one of the cold light walkers. When you look closer, you realize it's Mirnix who has wandered way off in the wrong direction and you kind of gesture them back and they come back <laughs> alright so uh, Natel you're back uh, why don't you make a survival check to see if you can uh, remember what Tavis taught you Ooh. I'd offer to help you but I have a plus zero to survival I will, and I will guide myself okay I feel really I forgot <laughs> 17! Oh, shit. No, I thought it was advantage. Oh, it wasn't supposed to be I an did. advantage. You did. Yeah, try again. Try that again. Mm. Okay! Oh. All right. Okay. And then, if I guided myself, would it make a difference? Or? Do a d4. Let, actually, yeah, every little bit okay. helps on this one. 18. Wow! Look at that. So, although it's been a while since um. you've gone through the uh, the wilderness, just <laughs> seeing Tav has sort of reignited all the times you went into the forest with him, and he showed you how different uh, animals and, and figures move. Uh, and as you do, uh, you see those tracks, and they're definitely dwarven, and they look uh, heavy-booted, and uh, it looks like they sort of congregate in one area. Like, there's a, quite a few of them that came from the town, and moved around. You're not sure how um, dwarves running through the town were not seen, but as they come together, it looks like they came upon some sort of like a, a large object of some sort, and it leaves these tracks in the ground, and you realize it's a sled. Okay. That they're sled is, tracks. Is there something they were mm -hmm. so fun? Uh, the interesting okay. thing is, instead of uh, animal tracks that were pulling the sled like you've seen with uh, Tira's uh, dog sleds you see the, the paw prints you see these huge humanoid footprints but they're not from humans they're definitely like twice the size that are walking le pulling the, um, the, the the sled behind them can I tell does it look like troll prints uh, with your roll it looks ogre 
ogre. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, excellent. So it looks like dwarves these are, yeah, part dwarves and ogres, part of a, a larger force that came together and is still heading in that same direction. Well, do we want to keep going? Do we want to follow these tracks? I mean, I guess if we want to find out why things are being stolen, probably, if we think this is the likely culprits. If it's if it could be connected to uh, Stefek, I think uh, it might be worth a shot. I think we might want to invest. Yeah, I don't know that usually dwarves and ogres get along that well to work together, so... I don't recall that they usually do, but I don't know. There's all sorts of people in Waterdeep, so who knows, oh. but. All right. So Maybe I... it's an ogre that has shoes that look like dwarf prints. Yes. You know, like for every like giant <laughs> ogre shoe, it's like dwarf prints. I'll tell you, you're a genius. I've never even thought of it It's perfect. And then the, the big prints are actually just two dwarves in one boot that are hopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you follow the tracks deeper uh, into the tundra, and you see a small mountain. Uh, normally, it would be quite the landmark. However, with Kelvin's Cairn overshadowing it, you barely are able to see it. It's kind of like just right over here, this sort of lumpy, dumpy business right here. Uh, and uh, over there, uh, you see hidden in the shadow of Kelvin's Cairn what looks to be a cutaway. And inside is a blocky stronghold, bereft of warmth or charm, jutting out of the hillside in a rough crescent shape. Only part of its construction is visible. The rest is buried in the snow. A large double door of stone serves as the main entrance. The terrain leading to it is gently upward sloping and covered with fresh snow. A stream used to flow out of the barred culvert northeast of the main entrance, but the waterway is frozen. Two other barred openings can be seen along the stronghold's northern wall. Anyone positioned beyond these openings would have an unobstructed view of the hillside. Closer to you, separate from the rest of the stronghold, is a snow-covered stone bunker perforated by arrow slits. That was a lot. Let me show you a picture. (laughs) All right, you guys should see this right about now. All right. So uh, you might need to zoom out a bit. I'm just going to... So uh, there is this, which is kind of a bunker that is located um, just in the middle here. And the uh, west and south walls are covered in these arrow slits. I don't know if those are showing up for you or not. Um, These are just like very small slits here. Uh, Whereas the other Mm -hmm. two walls are solid. And then over in this area right about here there is an overhang. I'll actually uh, show that to you in just a second. Let me just reveal part of it for you. Uh, so you we're can... walking into Helm's Deep. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. So there's a. This <laughs> is a. This has an opening here where uh, people can see down into the chasm. So that's that's what this is, over here. <gasps> is this newly constructed? Uh, it does not look. N- how can I let me just make sure I'm not lying to you 
So I feel like this is something like, you know, the townspeople would have known about or we would have known about if it were old. Okay, it doesn't look particularly old. It's not like ancient by any means. It looks like it was carved out of the rock face um, with, with great skill, let's say. Um, so, and it looks like it was built in a way it's on the other side of the cairn. It's looking away from the town. It's definitely meant to be a stealthy sort of outpost. Mm. So, uh, and this isn't like, this isn't something that people know is here, right? They don't like know it's for, here. No, no, for no. Toro or Tira, like we wouldn't know. No, this is uh foreign okay. to you. Uh, if you or, guys okay. would place your, your peoples, right. Uh, I'll shift ping you right over here. And I'll bring up the map for everybody so they can see. Yeah, right in that general area. Okay. So this wouldn't have been like a like a, a, a sentinel outpost for the town that's been taken over by something new. Mm-mm. No, uh, yeah. no one in the town's heard of it. You haven't heard of it. You do know as you get into the depths of Icewind Dale, although it looks barren and empty, sometimes you can find some strange locations. So uh, this uh, canyon in the center here, you're currently on the top. Then it drops 10 feet. The next level is 20 feet, 30, and finally 40 feet. So don't fall. That would be a lot of damage. Um, so knowing that... What would you guys like to do? You don't see or hear anything. Um, can I send Leif? You can. It's gonna, uh, okay. So just sort of doing like a... Just fly by the, uh, the little bunker thing. All right. So as you're flying by the bunker, um, you uh, can't really see anything. The aeroslits are too faint unless Leif goes like right up into it. Hmm. <laughs> Well, we'll just fly by it first and see um, see or hear anything like voices or... Okay, as you're flying by, you don't seem to... You don't hear anything. Uh, does Leif has it, have its own perception? Um, yes, yes, Leif does. Yeah, go ahead and roll perception. That would just be your wisdom, which is a plus three for, for Leif. Uh, should be a plus... Yep, uh, plus four, I believe. Let me check on that, be sure. Okay, you but might be I right. Think... I don't... Uh... On my chart here, it says uh, wisdom is actually wisdom says plus one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're. No, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think. Oh, I was it's persuasion. Persuasion is plus. Four. I think it's deception. Dece- okay. Okay, yeah. and, and thought it was a perception. Okay. Right. Right. So, wisdom. Nope. Nope. Uh, that being said, though, as you're flying around this general area, uh, having a, a, a bird's eye view, uh, you do see that this. Oh my gosh, my reveal tool. There you go. This area here is open, and there's an individual standing on top of it. And looking at it, you do see a dwarf, but it's an extremely pale dwarf. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense now, I suppose. Um, actually, mm. Valtre- uh, Valtrea, Natel, and Anarissa. Uh, so I was like, do I need yeah. to remind you? You uh, have encountered these type of creatures before. Oh. Mm-hmm. In, uh, 
Hitler Durgar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, these are the ones that go and they go. Which was explained. Yes, I remember those. <laughs> yes. I remember once there was this great fighter who had a belt that would allow him to enlarge, just like one of those. Oh. <laughs> I've heard of the enchantress that made that belt for him. Yes. That enlarged <laughs> him. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,. Flying back, uh, the the uh, the dwarf on the top appears to just be keeping an eye on the valley, just sort of on patrol of some sorts. Doesn't give Leif any, you know, any interest. Probably ravens fly around here. No problem. Like they're pretty common. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll relate to the fact that there's um, there's a dwarf standing up there. It definitely looks a little weird. Weird how? Uh, his skin was very pale. Like most of the dwarves I have ever seen around here, like their skin is usually sort of more of a tan color. Um, but this one, it, like the beard was like gray, his skin was gray. He did not look like most of the dwarves that I have ever seen. Like the That's ones that, like from like Battlehammer, like okay. those dwarves, it did not look like that at all. Okay, yeah. So, um, special thing about these dwarves, um, they can enlarge. Uh, and make themselves what twice the size? Yes, so, they get very big. <laughs> um, is that possibly why we are seeing tracks from things that are much larger? Like, would that be them, perhaps? Oh my god, do they Andrea, tend you to... weren't wrong. Uh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> do they ever associate with with giants? Because I know dwarves and giants usually do not get along so well. Uh, there weren't many giants in Waterdeep, so no. I don't know about that. But... Not that we're, we're <laughs> so... <laughs> um, Anyone who was in Waterdeep can roll a history check. Okay. History. I will guide myself. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Natel and Valtrea, you're discussing, you're like, oh, we saw these these people in in the uh, in the sewers underground, some of them were working for the Xanathars. In fact, we only found them underground. I thought we fought them in the graveyard. We did. Oh, they did pop out. Did. Sorry, no, you're right. But yeah. they came from underground. They are generally oh, found okay. in the underdark, is what I'm getting at. Gotcha. When I remember the sewers, Beltria kind of like twitches a little. Uh, mm. I don't like talking about the sewers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you do realize that they do have the ability to enlarge in size. That being said, though, you don't think that the tracks that you saw were from these Durgar because the the dwarven prints were um, booted, whereas the uh, the ogre apparent ogre tracks were barefoot. Oh, we could see their little toe indentations. Their little toes. Yeah. So would it? Could we assume that maybe perhaps they're above ground because it's always dark here it's a good assumption probably they don't have to worry about the sun yeah they don't have to stay underground and the fact that they're building fortresses is probably not a great thing unlike most people that probably dug into the mountain and built their fortress they probably built it underneath and built out mm. oh oh that makes sense um okay so we have no idea how many Durgar are in this fortress. The size of it doesn't look huge. It looks like more of, I mean, okay. guys, it looks, I mean, what you see is what you get. It's not small by any means, but it's not like a, it's more of an outpost, less of like a giant encampment. 
Okay. Well, but I, I thought you said it was like built yeah, into. If, it, if they went underground. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't know yeah, what it looks like at multiple levels. It the, the size of it yeah. from just looking at it isn't ginormous. Yeah. Eight hundred miles of tunnels with nothing but crossbows right. and bits yep. of acid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one long hallway. <laughs> God. Um. Hmm. Well, do we want to send Leif to investigate the bunker in the front, um, or do we not want to really get any closer? So, Atira, if something were to happen to Leif, is is he gone? Like he can be killed, right? Would it not make more sense to send Sigrid? Um, Leif wouldn't disappear entirely. Okay. Um, he would. Well, yeah, he would disappear. Yes. Um, but he would return. Okay, I just, I don't want to work for the Raven Queen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I just it's don't a part of the, of, the, of the service, yes. I just don't want to risk him, like, losing him completely. But if, if, it's, if that's not a possibility, then sure, send him on. It, it wouldn't be a permanent thing, no. It would, it would only be temporary. Okay. So Leif uh, is flying to the bunker. Is that what, what we're doing right now? Yeah, we'll have him perch on one of the arrow slits then and just right. kind of look in. So uh, Leif flaps in and lands on uh, the edge of the arrow slit, peering inside, seeing through uh, Leif's eyes. You do see that this area here has a trap door, which appears to be the only way in and out of the tunnel. That's why there's no doors on the other side and the windows are too small for people to get through. Uh, it looks like it's there's an underground tunnel that leads to that door. You see a, a, a Duragar. Uh, whose apparent name is Broik. It's written on his shirt. <laughs> I guess on his name tag. Uh, and he's like, uh, bird, shoo, shoo. And he's trying to swat away at Leif. And then uh, he's like, oh, if you're not going to leave, I'm going to eat you. And he takes his crossbow and, and like loads it and aims this I, huge crossbow at Leif. Leif, Leif will just go, shoo. <laughs> that's great all right so with that uh yeah there is one duragar with a crossbow apparently keeping eye over this chasm here how tall is the bunker um i want to say 20 feet it's no more than 20 feet Jibidibidibidu. 20 feet yes hmm. Okay, so um, apparently he's hungry, <laughs> um, and he's armed. But there's only one of them? Uh, that's all we saw, yes. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, this actually doesn't make a difference to you. I was looking at this in reverse. Um, you are up on the high ground, yes. However, this, hold on, this side actually drops. Oh. So it's the opposite of what I was looking at. Yeah. Oh. 
that's the opposite of the way that it looks but yes. i see that yeah okay. that, that's what it is yeah that, that creeped yeah. me out so that's like a, this is like an ice sheet that's underneath this um, oh thing. okay yeah oh okay yeah. so so wait this to the left of us is that still dropping? that is still dropping down yes you're on kind of like a I land mean, bridge mm-hmm. so it would that... be like super obvious with us like walking up here there's no like hiding in the shadows of the cliff uh, well, like no, bunker. but that being said, this bunker has, like, no, um... It doesn't have windows except on that one side. Yeah. Right. There that is this so guy sense. up here, though. I'll sneak around here. Yeah, you can't, like... Yeah. I thought this well, was, like, a wall you could be, like... <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was Oh, thinking. they made that tricky. Like, maybe we could, they like, made climb that tricky. The, the... Now, well, if you were yes. going to try to get into that bunker and you were going to try to, say, take out the Sentinel... I can make two of you invisible. Is there invisible? Or is it all completely from underground? Um, can we see a door or anything? Or did Leif so there is no door, door around the perimeter of the barrack or the little uh, okay. bunker? I mean, there, okay. you did see mm-hmm. a trap door in the ground that apparently leads to an underground tunnel that's the only way in and uh, out of here and when you were swooping above the top there is a staircase at the edge of the rooftop here that leads down okay okay so so i i will just give you this if you're standing here like on this side of the bunker against this wall then mm-hmm. this dude up here cannot see you okay are these typical era slits like just a few inches yeah they're like they're like that big Okay. 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 So no. All right. <laughs> no ballistas. That we know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure no how. No ballistas, I'd... but that also means we can't climb like into a window. Right. Yeah, I was trying to figure because I'm like, I, if I could get up that way, I could, I could shoot in oh. because I'm, you know, I've got my cloak and all, but yeah, that's the trick is getting in. Yeah, neither of us can get in, so obviously we have to. I mean, we could scoot around the backside of the bunker and then perhaps take this guy out without alarming anyone. Um, I say, because he's up some, right? You'd have to get up the wall, probably. He's up 15 feet. Okay, so it would be harder to hit him. I can fly. It would be very obvious when you fly, though. Unless Are turkey vultures native to this land? I don't think so. Especially when they show up hairless. Probably not. Or featherless. Hey, all of mine have their feathers. Thank you very much. You're right. Full plumage. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, so... Hmm. Are we trying to get in through the trap door? I mean, we don't know the trap doors in the bunker yet. We haven't. You do know that. You do no, know we that. Did. Oh, you, oh, because Leif oh, because of Leif. right? So this are we just trying to just... get in that way? Are we trying to get in all? I mean, it seems like we're supposed to be getting back to Bryn Shander's rendezvous with Copper. Yeah, I and mean, we can pass along this information, and then the trick is going to be depending how how deep this goes, how many are there. We may not mm-hmm. be able to do it on our own. I think that I, I think that this fortress is going to stay here. Uh, Copper is not going to stay in Brinshanda. Uh, I think that that is uh, the more important 
or at least the more time sensitive yeah. task at hand. But we okay. should absolutely let Tavis know, and perhaps um, we can revisit this particular problem later. That works for me. It's gonna get longer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of them will domino into each other at some point. Like we get enough that they'll actually just. And then it'll be a huge mess that is way levels have, uh, more than we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's up to you. All right. So are we going to head back to town? Yeah, I think like it. All right. So uh, you mark uh, the location of this place on your map in large, bold red letters. And. <laughs> <laughs> you head back towards uh, Kier Koenig uh, on your on your uh, on your steeds. There, let me check. Okay, I was not expecting this. Give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Nothing <laughs> bad's happening. Promise. <sighs> Chris thought we were going to launch a full assault. Yeah. I never know what you're going to do. No idea, not ever. I mean, we definitely was... won't go into a town sent on regicide and kill everyone else, but save the person that you can talk to. <laughs> Never. Overthrow the government. That would be ever. ever. No. I mean, we really just have to wait for Button before we do any sort of big thing like this, because who's going to take those final shots when he's ready to make the kill shot? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he has to kill them, mostly. <laughs> Who, who's going to soften them up for a exactly. 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 Loosen the jar before the last person just... No, I'm just imagining Button Kitty style, like, making biscuits. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> <laughs> I really I, hope I, he's still watching. Yeah. He is. Unsubscribed. Like, he's, he's like a to it's like a cat toying with his prey, and he's just, like, batting it around, and somebody just comes over and just stabs it. <laughs> he's like, I was, I was oh, Zach says he's not going to attack yep. anymore. Zach is still in the game. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We have Marnix. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> All righty. As you're moving through, um, flying around, uh, you notice that, uh, or sorry, you notice flying around you, uh, Leif and Sigrun, as they're going around you, uh, they come to they come down lower, and it looks like they're. Um, uh, frightened of something and then looking up to the sky you see what looks to be uh, s uh, some large birds circling around you and then when you uh, look towards uh, their visages you see that they have these s horrid uh, long snouts with teeth and antlers coming out the back of their heads and they swoop down to attack here we uh, go Never seen a bird like that before. Oh no! <laughs> Every campaign, oh, Periton's so a cat. Here I thought we go. They look so sassy and uh, oh, they're actually kind of cute. I, I don't know. <laughs> these these are Icewind Dale Periton's. So they're just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and with that, guys, we're rolling initiative. All right. Cool. Uh, hold on a second. Let me uh, clear the turn order, and now you can do it. Does that mean my initiative doesn't count? Oh, it, oh, it does, unfortunately. Ah, it was so good. I'm sorry. Initiative. Do please. good again, Kenzie. Oh, I'm going to take. Yeah, that that worked. <laughs> <laughs> 
All righty. Oh, boy. Are we all good? Uh, we don't have... Uh, oh, we do have Leif in there. All right. Uh, I mean, we're in one, there. One, two, three, four, five, five. I'm missing Natel. You're missing me. Because <laughs> uh, I'm still wild-shaped. There we go. Uh, a five. No. I don't think I... There. No. I, I just popped so it in for you. Okay. Boom. All right. Descending. Peritons come in first. And... Oh, look. Altria isn't dead last. Here we go. <laughs> We're not going to be summoning any things to talk our way out of this one. <laughs> here we go <laughs> with the battle. Peritons, here they go. Uh, let's see here. Did not prepare this, as you can tell. Random encounters. Let's see what oh, they do. Uh, Natal, shouldn't you have all your points back? Because that was the other day. Oh, yeah, that was a long rest. That was oh, a long yeah. rest. So should Toro. Yeah, everyone should be at full health. You yeah. technically... Uh, well, no, 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 no. If you got attacked by the... No, no, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah, you're had, absolutely yeah, correct. Long rest. Absolutely correct. Well, that uh, I've been in and out of... Give the party so. one inspiration. All right, that works. That works. Hey. Now I am going to say, new rule is, I can't give myself inspiration. If you're currently playing, you can't give yourself inspiration starting now. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, here comes the first parrot, and it gets to five. Let's see how far I can get. Oop, no. Is that worth it? Uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to circle. It's going to go over here. And these guys are in the air. 30, okay, feet up. Up. 30 feet okay, up. 30 feet up. And then this periton, can it get in? It can. It does a if it's within 30 feet of somebody, it gets to do a dive bomb attack. So uh here it goes. Uh 30 feet straight towards target and then hits with a melee weapon attack. It has one gore and one talent. Here comes the gore. That's gonna be 15 to hit. Miranix, does that get you? Uh, yes. Okay, so that's going to... Nope. Yeah, it does. Okay, so that's a total of 14 damage from the dive attack. Of course it is. All right, and then here comes the talons. 16 for 8. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the dive attack would only affect the first melee weapon attack. I cannot imagine it would be every single one. Um, I'm going to say it doesn't. I like that rule. Toro, you're <laughs> next. Uh, the Periton in front of Mirnix is in melee floating range. Like, it's come down and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's actually going to use the... He's going to... He's got his uh, short bow out. Um... Uh, oh, does he get sneak attack? On this one, yes. Okay. Uh, so attacking with the short bow. 21 to hit. Yep. Uh... 23 damage total bam all right so you you hit this uh bird right in the middle of its of its torso and it's like clinging on to mirnix to stay upright uh, it does a lot of damage to him anything cool. else um yes actually we're going to move out this way okay and uh with that we go on to this periton uh, poop. 
Um, I will dodge. Ninja Periton. <laughs> uh, Tira. Okay, we'll take a quick step over here to get ourselves in position, and we're going to attempt to hit this Periton with. Okay. Um, we're going to hex it. Okay. And then Eldritch Blast. Let's do it. Uh, 11 uh, will miss. You do have inspiration. Uh, no, we'll just go ahead and use a second shot. Okay. That one will hit. hit. That one will hit. So six plus the 12. hex. Damn, so nice. All right. Uh, with that, you shoot this blast, and in front of Mirnix's eyes, it just disintegrates in necrotic energy. That one dies. Good job. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, I got you, Mirnix. Periton over here. Dive attacks at Toro. Five. That'll be 15 there, so I'll still have 15 movement after. Okay. Oh, I won't have a dive attack. I need to move 30 feet. So no, this will just be two regular attacks. Okay. First one, 19 for six. Um, that hits. All right. Next one, 25 for uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, uh, 12. Uh, we're going to uncanny dodge that one. Okay. So you take six total of 12 damage entirely from both attacks. Gotcha. And then it moves 15 feet back and it has flyby, so it doesn't promote provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach that's unfortunate but i expected it <laughs> <laughs> leif you're next okay um we're gonna have leif has i'm going to say movement speed here is 40 no it should be should be more than that check leif should be fly of 60 okay uh, regardless i think we can get there that's fine okay so leif is going to fly over here and try to hit this Pattern okay. um, with a uh, bite attack. Let's do it. Yep. 24 and 19 damage unless it makes its constitution saving throw. Okay, let's make that con save. Uh, constitution saving throw. I'm uh, Nope, I don't think I did it. DC was 11, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, take, I take the full amount. Okay, 19 damage to that one, then. All right, so... Poison, yeah, that'll work. All right. Uh, I missed something important, but it's too late, so I'm just going to put that into effect now. Uh, anything else? Nope, that will be it. And Arissa. Okay. I am going to move out just a little bit here. I think that should do it. And I am going to sneak attack this one. Sure. With my short bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, so sneak attack. All right, so uh, that's a total of 19 damage. Uh, yep. And you're shooting with a regular short, or it's a short bow plus one. Short bow plus one. Nice. All right. So uh, it takes the full amount from the piercing damage, but I don't believe sneak is magical in nature. So it's going to take half of that. So 8, 9, 10, 11. Okay. It is? It is not. It is not. 8, 9, 10, okay. 12, 13 damage total. Oh my god. This is, uh, now you know how Zach feels. Yeah, and then I'm gonna... Oh, you can't see their back. health bars. No, no, I can't. But no. I'm gonna bonus action hide. So, back in the tree line. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can roll a, uh, a stealth check, and I think their passive perception's a little... It's 15. Their passive perception's 15. And I believe I get advantage with my cloak. You sure do. So. Twenty-four. 
23, yep. I have no fucking clue where you at. <laughs> all right. Uh, did I, hold on. Did I miss any of them or can you see all of them now? Uh, see them now. Uh, yeah, I can see them. Uh, all right, yes. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, with that, Mirnix, you're next. All right. I'm moving 15 up to this dude right there. That works. And I'm going to bonus action rage. Let's do it. Okay. And then I'm going to, where's my rage toggle? Well, Kenzie, they're also 30 feet in the they're, air. Yeah, I was going to say they're flying, yeah. I think. This one's flying. Yeah. Until they, do you have anything long range? You'd have to do something, Fuck. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you can throw the weapon. No, but... I don't have long range. I'm to have you should have. You should have you should javelins. javelins. But I picked melee weapons. Does that count as... No. Yeah, but you should no, also... but they should have come with your starting equipment. I don't yeah, think you they should've... did their starting equipment. I don't see it in there. Because you're... I gave him. I gave him. I gave him. No, I gave him money to purchase what they wanted. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll rectify this later. Then I guess. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is... Shit. Uh -oh. Fuck. Okay. Maybe well, you can, you can take action, that so movement they... back if you like. Yeah, you can get. I'm gonna in... take that movement back. Yeah. And <laughs> hop right over here, and if one of them lands. Well, I would say one if one of them gets close to you because they like to hover. They yeah, may not then land. I'll, I'll reach up my. Uh... Um, yeah. I will allow you to like if it comes within melee range of like during like it ha it's going to have to swoop down to attack. You can probably get it on an attack like a swoop down. You're like okay, I'm ready. Batter up. Okay, that works. Right. Yeah, baseball it. I gave them wings to show when they're in the air. We good? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so ready to action comes in melee range. You're going to attack. Big chunk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, bonus action. We are going to pop out. Because I'm kind of useless right now. I was going to say, I was like, how how high can Big Chunk uh, jump? <laughs> I mean, probably, <laughs> but... Um, and now that they won't be in the way, um, <laughs> I am going to use Conjure Animals and summon two giant eagles. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have my wrong sticky notes. Uh, familiars and summons. Let's see here. I'm looking at Kahira's sticky notes. Uh oh. Are uh, they, uh, hey guys, uh, what size are they? Large? They are <gasps> large. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Swoop. Okay. Swap. Hold on, let me get control. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They look like they ran into a glass door. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. They look like slightly taxidermied. Just they do. <laughs> so you really just summoned two taxidermist uh, eagles. They're not actually. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be more like this. Then they look a little bit better. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that. that looks yeah. better. That looks good. Do that. Okay. You should have control of them. Um, okay. Um, I can summon them. Up to eighty feet. So sure, put them where you like. They are just pictures, though. They don't. They're not connected to a sheet. Okay. Yeah, I have the stats up. Cool. Perfect. I'm gonna swoop just one over here. <laughs> Coming. <Wait. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I was looking like at we... the wrong stickies. <laughs> and then they do get their own initiative. Do you want me to get just? I'll just roll a d twenty for the both of them. Yeah, and I'll put them both in there. Okay. What do we get? Three. Three? <laughs> awesome. All right. Wow. Uh, and th that was currently Big Chonk's turn, which is actually 
Natal, so which had a five. So let me put that in there. And now, descending, we should now. Oh, I think they're actually next. <laughs> they're actually next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. All so right. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna roll through their attacks as quick as I can. Okay. So we're gonna go. With, um, I'm going with the one on top for. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so it's plus five to hit. Uh, they get multi-attack. They get a beak and a talon. So beak, yep. that's mm -hmm. twenty-four to hit. Uh, disadvantage. It's dodging. They're dodging. Son of a bitch. Uh, Nineteen to still, hit. Still hits. Or twenty. Dirty twenty. Still to hit hits. Again. So that's six plus three. All right, so it takes six damage from beak. We're gonna roll Got the it. talon. Um. Uh, so I got the the nine. Would, it would be a fourteen. That does hit. Okay. I think it's only dodging on the first attack, right? No, it's or all it... attacks. All attacks. Okay. Turn. Okay. Two so d six plus three. That's gonna be eight damage. So that one's gonna take fourteen total. Got it. Boom. So uh, red baron fighting in the sky there. Uh, if that one's done, now <laughs> we'll go to the southern one. This, is, one, this, this one, one is, is not dodging. dodging. This one's regular attack. Okay. All right. Cool. Yep. Okay. And then same thing. 1d6 plus 3. All right. Got it. Second attack. Yep. Eight, uh, yep. 19 to hit. 2d6 plus 3. 17 damage. Boom. All right. Well, your uh, eagles are tearing the shit out of these But yeah, you're just <laughs> crushing them. Uh, Valtrea, you're next if birds are done. Birds are done. All right, Valtrea, you up. Okay. Um, so I, uh, sprout golden wings and start, like, you know, bright light starts spewing from her eyes. Um, and <laughs> takes- A beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> It did say that, like, you know, if you're good, then they're eagle wings. If you're neutral, then they're dragonfly wings. And if you're evil, they're bat wings. That's so pretty sweet. Nice. That's, That's pretty cool. sweet. Yeah. All right. What are, you, um, what are we doing? So then um, I use uh, meta magic and um, I cast this as a quicken spell. Okay. Um, and cast spirit guardians. That's perfect. So I am flying. Okay, so you are at the same um, level as them. You can fly thirty feet I'm, up. I'm no, not quite. Okay, um, I'm high enough to still keep these people in my in little it. right in it, but I am not on the ground. You are not on the ground. Okay, but you're not thirty. And you're I, like kind of hovering. Yeah, got it. And uh, have, yeah, you got spirit yeah. guardians flapping around you. Um, you real quick, uh, Natel, your eagles are they magic? They are fake creatures, so yeah, they are magic. magic. Yep, that works. All right. <laughs> Fucking them up. That works. Uh, this periton, um, I don't think it wants... That's going to fuck with Toro again. That's fair. Uh, not a flyby. This is just a regular attack. Here's the gore. A 23 for 4. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. And the talon's 22 for 9. That, that will also uh, it is moving 20 feet back. 5, 10, 15, 20 feet back. Be nope, 5, 10, 15. Yeah, that's 20. Uh, because it has the uh, ability to move away without promoting an attack. Uh, mm -hmm. This one is going to attack the eagle. 
Gore, eight for 11. I doubt that hits you. Um, eight is nope. 20 does, it though. It is nope. 20 for seven. 20 does, yeah. yeah seven damage <laughs> Are you attacking the, I can't. the top one or the bottom one? Uh, the bottom one. Okay. So you can, uh, if you got their hit points somewhere, I trust you. Yeah. All right, cool. And uh, that is... That's nine? Uh, seven. Seven, okay. Um, it's going to fly away, not promoting an opportunity attack. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, that bird be big. I don't like it. I'm running away. Uh, Toro. Uh, all right. Toro is going to take aim at this one up here. Okay. With the short bow. Mm -hmm. Leif's like, that's and my kill. Does, does, does <laughs> Leif... Leif counts as yeah. An you get you get sneak, sneak attack. attack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Look, I don't think you need gets it. Like an eyeball. Like <laughs> I don't think he cares how it dies. The only That's one fair. who gets upset is Button, which is why we like to <laughs> well, do it. Well, to be fair, it has happened a lot. It has happened a lot. <laughs> in a row. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, you shoot the periton right out of the sky, and it falls dead. Uh, and Leif sort of lands on it, and like. Pokes its eyeball out and it's just hanging on there. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I look for when Button gets to like that last round of points on a character, you know, uh, but like I definitely am now. So, so at that point, uh, Toro, if you're finished, and, we're going on to someone else. Uh, Toro is going to see the spirit guardians and move back this way. All right, so this periton here is going to attack the. Uh, I almost said wolf. The eagle next to him. Uh, first, the gore. That's going to be uh, seven. That's going to friggin' miss. Here comes its talons. Twelve? Nope. Yeesh. All right. Too strong <laughs> for me. Running the hell away. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Not promoting opportunity attack. Tira. Okay. Seeing this one maybe trying to fly away, we'll go ahead and we'll take aim with two shots from Eldritch Blast. Okay. And we will move Hex onto it since the other one is now dead. All right. That works for me. So Hex on this one. Got it. Hex on this one. Oh, that one. Whoops. Wrong one. This Sorry. One? Yeah, yep, the one that's fleeing. I see you. I was looking at the wrong one. It's Hexed. Okay. Uh, nope. Nine probably not going to no, hit. No, nine misses. Nine Another misses. nine? Yep. Not gonna... All right. It's it's obviously dodging and weaving and trying to get the hell out of dodge. <laughs> I said dodge too many times. Uh, anything else? Um, no. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for right now. I think. All right, Leif. All right, Leif's gonna fly and try to hit it though. <laughs> See, <laughs> okay, let's go. Like, oh, more food. <laughs> Leif sees an opportunity for more eyeballs. This is this is how it mm -hmm. does. <laughs> Holy crap! Hit for eleven damage. Uh, I'm gonna make my. I'm gonna try my save. I'm gonna pass my save, uh, so I take okay. two, two poison. So yep. six, so... seven, eight damage total. And Leif is a magical creature. Leif is a magical creature. Yes. Got it. Oh my goodness! So it just sort of lands on the back and just starts pecking it on the head as it's trying <laughs> to fly away. And Arissa. Okay. Um. Let's see. I am going to go five. Oh, I, okay. Sorry, the screen moved on me. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm trying to keep us all in frame so people can see what ten. we're doing. Um, we should be able to go right about there. And then I am going to shoot at this one with sneak attack. Uh, so, yep. 
22, and then that's yep. uh, 21 damage. All right. Again, uh, it seems like Leif is, like, riding this dead periton down into the snowbank and sort of, like, snowboards <laughs> it into the it. ground as it pecks out its other eye. Good job! <laughs> Uh, if you're done, it's Mirnik's turn. Mirnix, um, your your trigger never happened because the, the birds are afraid of all the shit that's around you, so they have not swooped down. Okay. Well, can't do shit because I forgot to add my hand axe last time, so... When you get back to town, you will purchase more. I'm going to purchase a hand... I'm going to mm-hmm. purchase the nicest hand axe I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with like, a, a, a springing, like, rope that you can just pull it back. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. All right, so you're waiting there. You can take the dodge action. I'm going to do that. I will I will dodge the All right. fuck out of dodge, apparently. Natal. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm not going to do anything to fuck with the birds. They're okay. obviously running away. That works. And, like, they're wild creatures. Like, I, I'm going to leave them alone. Okay. Um, But I am going to come over to Toro because I see he's on... He's struggling a little bit. He got attacked <laughs> a lot. Um, so I'll pop over here and give him a cure wounds. Okay. At second level. And you get 10 healing. All right. And then, ooh, hold on. And as a bonus action, um, I can't read. Uh, we'll do. Um, a healing word on Mirnix. So, um, you unfortunately... Cure Wounds is a first level spell, right? Yes. So the ruling is... Oh, yeah, yeah you can't, can't... You can't do both. Is, you, uh, you can't, is that only from Quickened? Or it's is from that, everything. So I just can't... It's from everything. It. Yeah. it has to be a cantrip if it's right. going to be your... If it's going to be your action. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, no, yes. All right, well, that's my turn. All right, uh, well, now that you've pacified, uh, pacified left the uh, the birds to fly away, you do have two giant murder birds you can use. I do, <laughs> but I'm not going to because okay. the other birds are flying away, Fair and enough. I don't feel good with attacking a creature that's fleeing for its life. Very nice. <laughs> All right, that might have repercussions later. So at this point, uh, the uh, surrounded by these... Celest- are they celestial and Valtrea, the ones circling you? Yeah. All right. So these like angelic figures, celestial figures that are swooping around the the party in this aura, protecting them from danger, with two giant eagles swooping around them as well. <laughs> the Peritons are like, "My bad, we made a mistake. We're gonna leave now." And they start flying back towards the mountainside, looking for easier prey. And you make it back to um, uh, uh, Kier, uh not Dinavel. Kierkeonig, uh, without any further injuries, and you make it back to the Northern Lights, where uh, Tavis and Trovis are sitting there. Looks like uh, Trovis is telling uh, Tavis a tale of some sort while polishing off another wine bottle. He's like, did I tell you the time I beat a yeti with my bare hands? Um, As drunk as Trovis. (laughs) uh, He's not as drunk as he was yesterday, so he's only like gonna fall over and pass out drunk at this point is he like hey let's buy my old friend mirnix a hand axe level drunk more than likely <laughs> but what uh he can sees that yeah you can the two people uh they stand up seeing you enter the what did you find oh what did we find <laughs> <laughs> well we ran into the birds on the way back but 
up north of the town, there's a mountain with a Dwergar stronghold, some kind of outpost. Dwergar? I don't think I'm familiar with these. What, you, what is this you speak of? They're dwarves um, of the Underdark. Like the drow? The dwarves. Yes. This is, uh, this does not bode well for anyone in Ten Towns. What would they be wanting out here? Well, apparently one of them tried to eat my bird, so probably food. And your magic lantern. Food, resources, yes, the I mines mean, in this Oriel area. practically terraformed the area for them, so... <laughs> well, this is bad news. I I'm going to have to search into these Durogar. I, I will also keep my ear out for more from Sephic. If the Durogar are working with Oriel then I feel like our, our fate may be even darker than I could have imagined. And even more still, if all of Oriel's champions, such as Sephic, or if they're working together with these Jorgar, then I don't. We may be up for more than we can handle. I tell you, I, I believe I'm needed here, as you can see. He says, gesturing towards uh, Torvus. The, <laughs> this place is going to run itself into the ground with, with this buffoon at the helm. Uh, <laughs> Torvus is like, I heard that. It's like, oh, I'm surprised you did. Uh, I'm going to stay here. And if you find out any more, you know where to find me. Uh, I won't be traveling around the Ten Towns anymore. I, I will wait here for uh, more uh, information that you may be able to seek out. And if I find anything, I will contact you by uh, Paper Bird. All right. What are your plans from here on out? I think we're going back to Brimshander, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to help copper the gnome. And then back to so you'll probably be hearing from us pretty soon. Is this copper an ally of some sort? Um, for the time, I would suppose. I thought we told him about this too. No, you decided yeah. not to. I thought. I thought you said you didn't want to do it in the tavern. No, we did. We didn't want to do it in the tavern, but we did along the way. He didn't come on. Yeah, the... we told him on the way back. Uh, well, he didn't come with when, you when he was yeah, when he was when showing, he was us, showing the tracks. us the tracks. The tracks. Oh, the first time. Whoopsie yeah, daisy! Yeah. I totally spaced <laughs> out on that. Uh, so, can would you mind just telling me what you told him? I'm sorry, I, I missed that entirely. I must have unsubscribed. Uh, we we went to uh, a black, the black cabin uh, north of Tourmaline and found a relic called the Summer Star. Star, yes. Uh, called the Summer Star that uh, a, a worshipper of the Thunder, the Thunder, was trying to use to get rid of the winter. And you think this could work? You think this could relieve Icewind Dale of, of its endless winter? Or uh, it's going to blow up Copper. You, we're not sure which one. <laughs> Copper was <laughs> Copper was the assistant or like the um, the associate of um, this man Macridis, who was um, like a mage of some sort who was trying to end Ariel's influence over the area. And um, Copper is perhaps the only one who knows how this artifact actually works. So we are hoping, yes, that he knows how to, um, to like initiate it and to to make it function. But none of us actually know anything about it, really. This could change the the tide in our fight completely if it works. Uh, I would. Uh, I would be careful though, if uh, Oriel has 
people both on the surface and underground. Nowhere may be safe. And if they're looking for this, I worry about you, Natel. I worry about me too. But <laughs> I have Otreya. <laughs> um, promise you, Trap. And I have Let's Ani, and I have, you know, I have everyone else, so I think we'll we'll be okay. Everyone else, I don't get a name. Thank you, Natel. I hear the first one that I said. That is true. <laughs> she yeah. did say Otreya. That's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, so after this, I, I feel like uh, having walked back with Mirnix and having Mirnix be like, God damn it, I need a ranged weapon, you know, just and just like going off. I sort of lean up next to a drunk dude and I'm like, you seem like, you know, all the best shopping places around here. Well, there's yes. only one. So, yes. Oh, <laughs> but I bet you know how to get a great deal because Mirnix is running around without a ranged weapon and like... You've, I mean, you've got to step in because they, they're just going to get themselves killed. We like, did so, just actually you know. help save the town from some marauding paratons that could have been heading this way, so it might actually be worth your while. Well, so, you know, help us out a little bit. I tell you what, Munich, for old time's sake, if you come out back and throw an axe with me and we'll see who does the better job, if you beat me, I will give you my hand axe. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's go. And he bumps into the table. And, and uh, the two sisters are like, outside. Do it outside. <laughs> and uh, with... Before Mary goes, Valtrea takes both of his hands, and or both of their hands in hers, and she like rubs them a little bit and blows on them and warms them up with prestidigitation so that they're nice and warm and, and flexible. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So they walk out, you walk out to the edge of town and you see a small like wooden target out of the bunch. And you see axes kind of like around the target, but not in the target. And he's like, hold my wine. I'll go first. Maybe we should all stand like around the yeah. target. That um. seems the safest place, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so how well, far like, away step it... behind Toro? <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. When 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 uh, Trovis uh, says, hold my wine, Toro takes the wine glass. And then, like, when Trovis turns around, he, like, dumps it over his shoulder. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How far away is this target? Uh, it's about 30 feet. Okay, great. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so <laughs> let me go ahead and plop this. But he's not that big. Hold on. Let me just hide him from me. <laughs> I put him. He was like bigger than the town. It's me. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. right. You're going to see a roll of a crossbow, but it's the same thing as a hand axe. But he is going to roll a disadvantage. Drunk disadvantage. Here he goes. <clears throat> All right. Mirnix, watch how it's done. Ugh. A 14 and isn't then- bad. Oh, but you're going to cutting the, words. No, I'm not going to oh. cutting words. I'm just going to make sure the ground under him shakes a little bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> let me give it a, let's run that like a Bane. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so he throws it and it actually looks pretty good, but the handle hits the target instead of the axe um, head oh, and it just pink. bonks over. Uh, the sun was in my eyes. Go ahead, Mirnix. <laughs> so what am I gonna roll? Because I don't have I don't have a hand axe. So he gives you the hand axe. All you're gonna do okay. is you're going to roll a d20, and you're gonna add your proficiency modifier and your dexterity modifier. 
And if that was a like, lot, I'm not quite sure what those are off the top of my head. I just feel like Ani is also... Just, they get, like, some, a guidance, a was like, she's like coughing next to Natel, like, like, <laughs> guidance, and just poking. That's the only thing I tell guidance, <laughs> to say the word guidance. No, but I can't, I mean... You could mm. say something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, where is... Uh, I'll do it, yeah. Keep your eyes uh, my proficiency. <laughs> Yeah, my proficiency is a three, my dexterity is a two. Cool. So, you, five. yep, you roll a d20 and add five. And as long as you get higher than a 14, or actually, no, an 11, oh. you win. A 13! Ah! You did hey! it! You did it! So, this Yay, isn't. Barely. This obviously isn't your um your forte. So, you're like, it's you're not used to this. So, you take it and you kind of give it like a, a an awkward horizontal swing instead of the standard overhead vertical chop so as it Ooh, swings down i like it it goes here and it actually <laughs> chops the support out from under the target causing the whole target to fall down and you're like well i guess i win <laughs> <laughs> that's Remember, fair I'm directionally challenged i don't know what you're <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, so he's like well a deal's a deal here to go a new axe you earned you earned you. a hand axe. It's nice. Yay. It's nothing magical, but it's a nice hand axe. It's like this causes for a toast, and he starts walking, stumbling back for the to the East Wind Tavern. Um, <laughs> you guys head back in. Oh no, no, this is not East Wind. We're in uh, the, Northern Light. the Northern Light Inn, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, Allie, the young girl who helped you, any any luck finding that lantern? It does mean a great deal to us. Um. No, it's in a fortress full of Durgar, so we didn't really want to go in there. What a Durgar. Little tiny anemic dwarves. That doesn't <laughs> sound like too bad of a problem. Surely. Except they can, like... They can grow twice their size, and we don't know how many are in there. All right, with that, her eyes grow wide, and she's like, that sounds horrible. And they're close to town, you say? I'm going to have they're to tell my close. sister. No. Yeah. Wait, who's your sister? Oh, your sister owns the bar with yeah. you. Never mind. So she goes to the back, and you hear people talking. Like, what? Giant dwarves? That seems like an oxymoron. Oh, and they're it's they're near the, the town? I uh, probably shouldn't. So at this point, um, <laughs> that goes through. Uh, you decided to sort of take a moment to rest and uh, just sort of recuperate after the fight, uh, and then head back to Bryn Shander, which will start next week. At this happens, though, uh, I'd like uh, Valtrea to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I have one of those. <laughs> 16. All right. So uh, today's session ends with uh, having been with this crystal before uh, the ability to resist it's a little tougher and as you you just see Valtrea sneak off to the other side uh, excusing herself to use the restroom looking into her pack and just her face is illuminated by the crystal that's glowing in it and we'll see what happens next time all right everybody thanks so much for watching we really appreciate it uh, be sure to tune in next week when we head back and see what this uh, summer star does and if they'll be able to change the weather of this frozen tundra. We really appreciate you watching. Please give us a, a, a follow, a like, any of those things. We really love that. If you missed any episodes, you can check them out on YouTube and your podcast platform of choice. And, and you can throw hand axes. And also, uh, we'll be having... Uh, Stephen will be playing some games or painting tomorrow. And then I think this Friday we might have some sort of uh, game night as well. So check us out. We'd love to have you. And until next time, everybody, we'll see you later.
Bye bye. 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 Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great, great times! times.